And ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No. Because I'm going to get him. Wow. What a day. The Hagman and Hagman Report coming to you live from our radio and television studios here in beautiful northwest Pennsylvania. It's uh, We've got a great show planned for you this uh, this night. We've got uh, Dr. Ted Brewer coming on. I asked uh, Dr. Brewer to come on uh, to talk about a number of things, especially the political landscape and how that relates to the uh, uh, how everything is relating right now to kind of a um, end game scenario in, in, in a sense. He's been he's been on um, he's been doing a lot of analysis about the current events, geopolitical events, and everything against the against the uh, oh well as JD likes to call it the uh, um, the, the freaky stuff. And I think that there's a lot of freaky stuff going on in the world here. We're in certainly no shortage of that. Folks, two websites, HagmanReport.com, that's for news information analysis, investigative reports, and kind of a hub of all of our works. That's HagmanReport.com and, of course, HagmanAndHagman.com. Folks, visit HagmanReport.com. And also, please, we're on Facebook and Twitter. We've got Facebook and Twitter presence. Definitely follow us on on uh, Twitter and Facebook. It's a uh, Hagman Report um, on Twitter. So there you have it. We've got two separate websites, as I mentioned. Now I'm Doug Hagman at the Helm, fellow investigative researcher, and my son Joe Hagman. Something I like to call America's premier investigative father-son reporting team. Now, uh, it, it, just to open the show, I want to mention one thing, Joe, and I saw this. Uh, what's developing with respect to the civil riots? The the, the riots that are taking place in Charlotte. The um, report just came out that the the victim, well, the, the perpetrator, not the victim, but the perpetrator or the victim of the gunshot wound, uh, uh, the fatal gunshot wound in Charlotte, his fingerprints are on that weapon that they found, and the weapon was found as shown by Channel Nine News. Now, there was another video shot to, uh, that was released today, that was by the family of the sh- the uh, the man that was shot in Charlotte. Okay. Now you're talking about the man shot by the police or the protester who shot the other protester? No, I'm talking about the man that was shot by police in this case. The reason I'm I'm bringing this up is because the family just released a video um, today. They had this video. the, 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 The wife of the man who was shot had taken this video contemporaneous to the shooting while this while the police were responding. But what happened was this gentleman who has who had a, a traumatic brain injury. Um, and I'm I'm not exactly 100 percent sure, and I, I I've not seen any credible reports listing you know his his mental state at the time and his mental faculties. But he was in the his vehicle. A warrant was being served. Of course, he, folks, you know all of this. A warrant was being served, or the, the officers were were in the process of serving a warrant on on another person, unrelated to this gentleman saw this guy with a gun, called for backup, and, of course, engaged the police, engaged this man. Ultimately, then this man was shot. Well, during the whole process, this man's wife 
the victim's wife had um, left him in the car while she went to get a cell phone charger and came back out, and that's when she happened upon the police engaging her husband, the man that was shot, in the vehicle, at the vehicle. There's videotape that, that, or the videotape, I'm sorry, there's a video that she released, uh, apparently taken from her cell phone, and she captured all of this. Now she's shouting commands to her husband to stay in the car or cooperate her. It, it was, it, it's, pre- it's pretty difficult to listen to, and it's pretty difficult to watch. The, um, for a number of reasons. And I'm, I'm saying difficult to, to watch because, not because it's emotional, although, Arguably, it, it is. It's difficult to watch because of the how it was taken. I mean, there's there's motion. Um, and certainly, you know, it, and it's the, the the camera goes from one side to the other and, and moves around a bit. So it's difficult to really isolate the actions of the police officers. And she does not capture the the, the moment of the shooting. But the reason I'm bringing this up is for her to release this not to the police or not to make it. Its existence known out there, um, but she released it publicly. In fact, I believe it was to a reporter from MSNBC who she released it to, and they played it. Um, I think that there was something behind this, something a little bit more nefarious behind this, not necessarily. Well, I just, I, I just, I don't, I don't like the way this is, this is, uh, you know, unfolding here. I don't like the way this is playing out. And, um, of course, the video from this woman shows the police officers around this man, and it almost appears, according to this woman and others who have looked at this video, because of the angle, it almost looks like it was a, Gun, the gun that they say was found at the scene. They, everyone is claiming on the family side that there was no gun. Of course, they came out initially and said there was no gun. The reason this is important, and I'll just cut right down to the, the, the bare bones here. The reason this is important is because this is going to be used and is being used as, as the reason or, or as a legitimate reason for these riots, for this, this uprising in Charlotte. But it's not limited there. There's uh, other people and organizations involved that are taking this nationwide under the banner, under the meme of of uh, uh, rogue police officers shooting unarmed black people. And this is the new shot in the arm after the, the uh, dispatch of the National Guard to Charlotte and the extra police presence. So this is... This is done, in my view anyway, not to get to the truth of the matter, this is not done to get to the truth of the matter with respect to the shooting. This, I, I believe, this is done to create this pandemonium and chaos for cause. Joe, that's kind of my, my take on this. Yeah. Now, 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 they came back and said, look, there was a loaded gun, and there's his fingerprints on the gun. Um, I will say that that's not too easily manufactured. And once once you you have a crime, a, a body, and, and a... Um, a body on the ground, and you have the the investigators or police present at the scene. It's not like television. Trust me when I tell you, it is not easy to to fake fingerprints on a weapon. And depending on too where 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 the fingerprints found, in addition to the outside of the weapon, where they found on the on the um, ammunition, was it on the inside of the gun? 
um, all of this. And one thing that I have not seen brought up is if this man had a mental impairment from a traumatic brain injury, he's got a weapon? Wouldn't it be irresponsible, as argued by the Democratic National Progressives and the, and the, and the communists out there, that, that no person with a mental impairment or infirmity should have a weapon? And yet, yeah, that, that just goes right over I mean, that's head. a great point. At the same time, I think that is something, you know, so new that there are, you know, so many people out there that have histories right. of mental disorders that still are able to have guns because they have already had them. Um, and this is a story, you know, I've been keeping my eye on it to see the escalation of violence. I know they've implemented a curfew. The National Guard has come in. Uh, and Which no, no one or very few actually uh, abided by the curfew, although it was a, it was a very, uh, so well, relatively peaceful. Yeah, I actually heard some, uh, I don't know if it was a church that was spearheading one of the protests, but they were singing hymns to the police, yeah. um, you know, shaking their hand, thanking them for their service, trying to, Trying to uh, create an atmosphere yeah, of, of, you know, uh, a oneness with civilization between the police and the protesters. Um, Ted, Dr. Ted Brewer is coming up in just a few minutes, but there's a few important pieces I want to hit, and I'm sure Ted's probably uh, going to be talking about these as well. Um, right under our noses, two days ago, the president issued a presidential mem- memorandum, Climate Change and National Security. And this is basically, uh, it, you can go on the White House and find this for yourself. It's a six-page document. But it talks about how uh, there's going to be a new framework established for all federal departments and agencies inside the executive branch of the government. They also go on to say climate change poses a significant and growing threat to national security at home and abroad. They even say terrorism takes a back seat to climate change. Now, there's an interesting article out of Bloomberg today that talks about this. Uh, why to slow, uh, want to slow climate change? Stop having babies. Of course. And this plays into a number of their, uh, Narratives and agendas, one being the depopulation, uh, you know, families having less kids. And they even state that in here that one of the problems, uh, is people are going to have to get away from the platonic family and want going to have to have less kids or they're going to be uh, paying a much steeper price once it comes to a carbon tax or uh, a cap on emissions. And they go on to state that, um, Humans have shown that they're just not willing to give up, you know, their their toys, uh, the things that they use, such as vehicles and uh, all the other stuff that creates a carbon footprint, if you will. And because kind of the, short clunkers, there you go. And and the question is, um, you know, this seems like the uh, a pretty heavy ask to ask people about having smaller families and to uh, actually they're promoting abortion, saying that the problem of climate change is too many people and they go on to say people will prefer their you know 10,000 square foot house more so than their children uh, or children that they plan on having but it also goes on to talk about how the emissions is calculated per capita per population per people and due to the technological advancements they're going to be able to put basically label you with your amount of emissions that you produce on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. And they say that this is going to, uh, through decarbonizing the economy and the population, 
is the only way to get this back on track, which is obviously a lie right out of the pit of hell. Yeah. In this last story, before Ted comes on, Hillary Clinton, we cannot end terrorism without gun control. There have been a few other stories that have hinted around this, and uh, a few of them from the Senate. I think we talked about one from Dick Durbin, where they said that, you know, uh, if we had gun control legislation that had turned into law, the stabbing in Minnesota, as well as the bombs in New York, would not have happened. Well, now Hillary Clinton has come out and said that in order for uh, our policies to work in ending terrorism, we must include gun control for all Americans. These are her words. And she goes on to say, well, these are legitimate fears. I believe people are rightfully concerned about violence. Terrorism is also part of violence, and we have to do our best job to keep America safe. Therefore, I've laid out a comprehensive plan about taking on terrorists, going after them where they operate, doing everything we can to take away their territory so they can't mastermind attacks from the air. But we also have to go after them online, because that is where they recruit, radicalize, and direct attacks. We need to do a better job of getting them early. She goes on to add that gun safety reform is, uh, in closing the gun loophole, is a uh, key to ending terrorism. They say because you know it's only it is not only terrorists we need to be worried about. In her words, terrorism is just part of it uh, when it pertains to gun violence. As it they say, it kills thirty three thousand people in America every year. She Most says we've got Chicago. a serious we've got to get serious about stemming violence and terrorism in every way we can. And they believe comprehensive gun reform is the way to spearhead that movement. And Clinton uh, continued to make the false claim that the 33,000 Americans are killed by gun violence each year. She uh, initiated this claim in a political ad that first ran in April, but fact-checkers from Breitbart News showed that 66% of those 33,000 deaths were actually suicides. And this is just the latest attempt and reason to those numbers are always go skewed. after gun and, and their their gun. statistics are always used to. And Obama to, vetoed the 9/11 yes. bill to yeah. Saudi Arabia. And the, 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 his veto could possibly be overridden um, because of the votes that they have in Congress. But but that shows you it's one party, it's one initiative. Really, hope and change, right? You you Democrats and progressive national socialists out there, Democratic national socialists, hope and change. Yeah, you, where is that allegiance? Obviously, it's with it's found within the deep bow to Saudi Arabia, to the Saudi and, Arabian royalty. And if I can, you know, the, we look at ISIS, we look at the terrorism stemming from the Middle East, the war-torn region. What are we doing to to stop the terrorism over there? <laughs> we are well, look at, look shipping human guns rights. to these terrorists, guns right. and equipment, ammunition, body armor, etc. That's big business. That's a military-industrial <laughs> complex. That's okay, though. You know, it's just much like the. If you go to HagmanReport.com, you can see, you can see that um, the war on drugs, the war on guns, the it's it's all of this. Yes, go ahead. And it's just mind-boggling, and I know uh, Ted's going to want to talk about this. Oh, yeah. But we have, uh, to break down what's really happening in Syria, we have three different distinct um, prevalent military forces, powerful military forces there, one being Russia 
and the uh, nations that are with Russia, two, the United States, well, we have four, I guess, three, the Syrian rebels who were with the United States and have since uh, defected, and ISIS. Now, you have Russia who is is going after ISIS. You have the U.S. who continues to target uh, Russia and the Free Syrian Army, everybody except ISIS. Mm -hmm. And there has been an airstrike that has taken out an aid convoy, the Red Crescent aid convoy, which was carrying um, thousands of uh, pounds of equipment to the war-torn Aleppo. And the blame has been going back and forth. First, it was reported that Russia was responsible for the bombing. Russia has since came out and denied those claims and offered an alternative theory. But things continue to heat up over there as much as it's not being uh, talked about in this media due to the elex- election cycle and the other things that are happening. And, and the elections, 100 million are expected to be watching the debates on Monday. 100 million, record-setting 100 million people. 90 minutes, no cough breaks, no breaks. Yeah, no cough um, breaks. And that's coming up this coming Monday, beginning at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Monday? And, uh, Monday. And I'd like to maybe uh, put some coverage on that on our show. I know L.A. Marzilli is scheduled to come on on Monday, but I'd like to get some coverage on those debates. Um, folks, you know, what do you think? And we're going to be working this weekend for a little bit. Yep. We will this is create always. a plan uh, to get the debate going, maybe on uh, a few-minute delay. That way we can stop and, you know, go back for a sentence here, a sentence there, and kind of do a play-by-play, we like our live it. sporting event. Well, yeah, and uh, maybe you should have the Hillary uh, pass out uh, watch, you know, be on guard for that. She'll probably be on <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah she'll be phoning it in from her hospital bed. Be a hologram into the into the debate arena. You know, you know the lectern, not the not the podium, but the lectern. See, that's the proper terminology. It's you know, what do you stand behind? It's not a podium. You stand behind a lectern. Well, to, because Trump is uh, over six feet and Hillary's what five four, she the the Hillary team wanted. Um, on a stool or something to stand on. Come out and still. Now that would be a podium, for example. That's the correct use of a podium. But instead, they're custom making a lectern to her size, so the disparity won't be as evident. However, um, like a rock and roll band, how they lower the stage and then the stage yeah. breaks apart and lifts people up. You know. Well, yeah, but th- this will be. Maybe a, she'll be on uh, strings like a true puppet and. <laughs> We could do that. They uh, might yeah. trigger the epileptic uh, issue. But but, uh, but the uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this does play out um, on Monday. Uh, I I don't know, and I would tell I, hopefully we can talk to Ted about this because I'm, I'm wondering if if they're going to be able to pull this off. The the Hillary team uh, be able to pull this off. And on the Hill, there was a doctor who wrote about her eye condition. It's an yeah. interesting interesting assessment. And then did she, he tie it into Parkinson's? No, he tied it into the. Um, um, uh, blood clot on the, the putting pressure on the sixth optical nerve or the sixth nerve that, that runs at the base of the brain to the eye. Whatever the reason, see, it doesn't, uh, the, the minutiae in this, I don't really think matters. What matters is the fact that, that this woman is not telling the truth about the severity of her, of her illnesses and the truth about her physical, uh, state of, state of health. I don't think she's told um, the truth once in the last 10 years. Well, that, that's it. So, <laughs> you know? we, you know, at the very least, as Americans, we need, as citizens of the country, and her, the potential being uh, being um, uh, president, we need to know the truth not before 
not after. And I still maintain that it's very possible that something could happen, will happen before or around the date of the election to create or cast doubt on the legitimacy. The ultimate thing here is to create doubt about the legitimacy of the elections and however they accomplish that. They're going to, I think they're kind of, this is an audible. What I see taking place is that they're calling audibles, meaning they, the globalists are calling audibles because the events are changing. And you have Julian Assange coming out saying that he is going to, um, I'm going to bring Hillary down before the debate stage on September 26th. We know he's been sitting on uh, some documents, some important documents. They, They appear to be more important per each release. And I think he also has an October surprise. It's a very dangerous sleeve. game, though. It's a very dangerous game that he's, in, that he's playing. It's a very yeah. dangerous situation. And he's also living at an embassy, though, so he's a well, little, um, but, but he's safer than most. But, but I also think he's being, um, I think there's, there's a level of control there. Now, I, I, once more, I think that there's, he's controlled, but I think that there's, it's kind of like a dog off a leash and he's, he's in, you know, he's still in the, in the, uh, uh, fenced yard, but he's off that leash. And he's a rabid dog, nonetheless. So, yeah, that's what I see it. Now, our guest tonight is Dr. Ted Brower to comment on these things and more portions of tonight's broadcast brought to you by Minuteman Stove. Folks, have you heard about this Minuteman Rocket Stove? If you haven't, and if you haven't already done so, you got to go to MinutemanStove.com. That's MinutemanStove.com. Definitely go there. MinutemanStove.com. Take a look at the rocket stoves. The, the rocket stoves, it's a perfect survival cooking stove for you and your family for a number of reasons. We'll talk about mm-hmm. that later. So again, MinutemanStove.com and also tonight HealthMasters.com That's HealthMasters.com. If you want the best in nutritional supplements anywhere in the world, bar none, I mean these are the best. That's HealthMasters.com Our family takes nothing but HealthMasters. I don't know. I like the Flintstone uh, vitamins. <laughs> the gummy bears. <laughs> right? just you know, the, the, the best in on the market healthmasters.com and folks if you have uh well even if you don't have hard water you you want to have the best water you've ever tasted go to healthmasters.com and get one of the distillers that they've they've got it's it it makes water it takes all the impurities out of the water um in addition to to the water filter that that you have their water distillers are great and we're going to ask Ted what the coupon code and the promo code is for this special if he's got one if not they're good prices nonetheless that's healthmasters.com. And I know Ted talks about this a lot, but the difference between his vitamins and those you buy anywhere else is the uh, you know mass store-bought vitamins don't digest properly in your system. Uh, That's right. The, do, you get the bare minimum, if anything, from those pills. And Ted creates his own vitamin supplements uh, in his own uh, lab that is designed to release the full potential and contents of those vitamins. That alone is worth the price of the vitamins. Uh, I, actually, I, I've seen videos of Ted with uh, rubber gloves on. He's sitting cross-legged, no pants on, just shorts, and putting the, all the stuff in the, the, the gel capsules. You know, and he's got like, you know, never mind. I'm just, I'm kidding. Uh, before we get to Ted, I just want to say happy birthday to Heather's dad. It might be Mr. Martin. I don't know. Tomorrow's his birthday. Uh, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah. All right. Dr. Ted Breuer, radio show host right here on Global Star Radio Network. Healthmasters.com is his website. It's great to have you back on the show. Oh, thanks, Joe. Thanks, Doug. I've been really enjoying your your dialogue for the first you know 25 minutes or so because you're absolutely right. There's a lot of stories that I want to comment on, 
but then we also want to cover the fallen angel agenda tonight. And yes, go. my young friends who are listening and my older friends, we are going esoteric again tonight. So I've got some crazy stuff to cover with you guys that are going to either make you guys think that I'm completely insane or that basically <laughs> something else was going on on the planet. And some of the stuff I don't even agree with, and I'll make sure I let you know that in advance. So we're going to cover it from all different gamuts tonight. So we're going to have some fun with that. But before we do that, I think we've got about three or four minutes before, the sh- before you guys go to commercial break. I want to talk about Assad's death warrant. This is an article that came out by Mike Whitney the other day. And it's quoting Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And I talked about this before on your show about how the reason that Assad basically has had his entire country infiltrated by the CIA and the Mossad is because he did not want to run a gas pipeline from Qatar. Now, Mike Whitney wrote a whole article on this, and he heavily quoted Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and why the Arabs don't want us in Syria. And quote, I want to read you part of this. It says, Secret cables and reports by the U.S., Saudi, and Israeli intelligence agencies indicate that the, ma- the moment Assad rejected the Qatar pipeline, this is, this is a quote from Robert F. Kennedy, by the way, military and intelligent planners quickly arrived at the consensus that fomenting a Sunni uprising in Syria to overthrow the uncooperative Bashar was a feasible path to achieving the shared objective of completing the Qatar-Turkey gas link in 2009, according to WikiLeaks. Soon after Bashar rejected the Qatar pipeline, the CIA began funding opposition groups in Syria. Robert F. Kennedy, Jr. Uh, the conflict in Syria is not a war in the conventional sense of the word. It's a regime change operation by, by the CIA. The main driver of the conflict is this country is, t- is that this country, the United States, has toppled more than 50 sovereign governments since the end of World War II. Washington is, the, is in the hands-down regime change champion, with no one else even comes close. But the United States is not doing the right thing in Syria, arming, training, and funding Islamic terror, terrorists and extremists that have killed a half million people and displaced over seven million more. The war in Syria did not begin with a government of, of Assad crackdown on protesters in the spring of 2011. That's a complete and total lie, according to this article. The war began in 2009 when Assad rejected the pipeline. Kennedy goes on to say, the $10 billion, 1,500-kilometer pipeline through Saudi Arabia, it's Jordan, Syria, and Turkey would have linked Qatar directly to the European energy markets via distribution terminals in Turkey. The Qatar Turkey... Yes. If you can stop there, we are up against the break, and uh, this is interesting stuff. When we come back, we're going to hit on this pipeline uh, pertaining to Syria and Assad right after these messages. Folks, you're listening to Dr. Ted Brewer on this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. This night, this episode, folks, we broadcast on three venues, Global Star Radio Network, also on Blog Talk Radio, as well as YouTube Live. That's where you're watching us right now, if you're watching us. I want to say uh, hello to Officer Sean. Be very uh, careful out there. Sean, uh, we're thinking about you. We're praying for you. God bless you. Our men and women in blue got a job, got a heck of a job. We know know that... uh, 
you know, there's always issues, but uh, stay safe. Uh, Dr. Ted Brower is our guest, healthmasters.com. Uh, I've, Joe and I have both met Dr. Brower and his wife, but, or, uh, Dr. Brower, I should say, and, uh, this guy, this guy's like, you know, he's got muscles, uh, I mean, he's a big guy, alright, and, uh, he takes, uh, the vitamins, uh, the nutritional supplements is, is really great stuff. Folks, um, follow us on our social networking platforms, Twitter, at Hagman Report, and Facebook, Hagman Report, and, and, of course, Instagram. See, uh, now, I didn't know this, but there's people taking our picture, and, and I think they might have caught me in my uh, jammies with the flap in the in the back. Um, the pictures are going up on Instagram. That That's what I'm told. Instagram. <laughs> I didn't even know what it was. You know, Instagram. When we went to Dallas and took the uh, the plane ride to Dallas. Yes. Um, yes. When we used to do PI work out of town. I used to take pictures when you'd fall asleep and funny. Uh, yeah, you know, paybacks are, you know what? I got a few from the plane that I found today. We'll leave them off Instagram now. Yeah. But I just uh, thought I'd mention your, it because I, I just came across them. Well, well uh, Ted Brower, healthmasters.com is with us and he was really hitting it hard about, uh, Syria, Aleppo, the pipeline. Mm-hmm. Ted, rock on, brother. Well, thanks, buddy. I just, uh, oh, by the way, it's so funny because I've read three books for the show tonight on this fallen angel agenda. Some of these books are on theoretical biophysics, so I mean they're not like easy reading. I feel like I'm in the middle of a midterm exam, by the way. I've got so many notes for tonight. <laughs> so I'm having an oral exam here. Going, to, we're going to, we'll be covering starting that in just a few minutes. The uh, 10 billion dollars. Another quote again. The 10 billion 1500 kilometer pipeline through Saudi Arabia, Jordan, Syria, and Turkey would have linked Qatar directly to the European energy markets via distribution terminals in Turkey. The Qatar-Turkey pipeline would have given the Sunni kingdoms of the Persian Gulf decisive domination of the world natural gas markets and strengthened Qatar, America's closest ally in the Arab world. In 2009, Assad announced he would refuse to sign the treaty to protect the interests of Russia. Assad further enraged the Gulf Sunni's monarchs by endorsing a Russian-approved Islamic pipeline running from Iran's side of the gas field through Syria to the ports of Lebanon. The Islamic pipeline would make Shia Iran instead of Sunni Qatar the principal supplier to the European energy market and dramatically increase Tehran's influence in the Middle Eastern world. Continue to quote, secret cables and reports by the U.S. Saudi and Israeli intelligence agencies, this is by Kennedy again, indicate that the movement, that the moment Assad rejected the Qatar pipeline, military and intelligent planners quickly arrived the consensus that the fomenting a Sunni uprising in Syria to overthrow the uncooperative Assar was a feasible path in achieving the shared objectives of completing the Qatar-Turkey pipeline. At that point, the CIA began funding opposition groups in Syria. He goes on to say that during the 1950s, President Eisenhower and the Dulles brothers also mounted a clandestine war against the Arab nationalism. He goes on to say also that the crazy thing about all of this is that they're doing this to run the pipeline from Qatar to stabilize the petrodollar, which it, which the fuel would be traded in, and to help stabilize the U.S. currency. That's what all of this stuff is about, because guys, remember what happened with Egypt? They wanted to start taking gold and euros for oil. Suddenly, it's overthrown. All of these countries over there basically have been used as pawns in the game to stabilize the dollar and the petrodollar and the reserve currency status that we have in the United States. So it's been interesting. Also, you said something about the riots in North Carolina. I was going to cover that towards the end of the show, but I'll mention that right quickly since you mentioned that earlier. The riots in North Carolina, when the people went out to ask the people for IDs who were rioting, 
they said that almost everybody was from out of state who was involved in the yeah. rioting and the protests. I saw that, that Ted. That, that again, that's going to be another thing that you know we got you know Black Lives Matter with Soros funding these great gangs to go around. Now I want to caution everybody. We got to pray really hard tonight because this is super important. You know we're doing everything we can to force Russia into a world war conflict with us right now. We're trying to do an Archduke Ferdinand assassination or whatever we did in World War One to get that thing pumped up, or whatever the Rothschild banking cartel did. But these Rothschild boys are scared to death because suddenly the whole world has the internet and everybody understands who these guys are and what they've done, and they're trying their best to hold on to the Bush. Clinton cartel, Rothschild, Rockefeller power base in Washington, which is quickly evaporating before their eyes. We have to really be careful this particular weekend because of the debates that are coming up, because this is the perfect time right now for a false flag, a major false flag to stop the debates. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but we just need to stand in prayer that that's not going to happen, because Doug and Joe, I can't personally see how the real Hillary Clinton, which we don't know what's going to show up at the debate podium, could possibly debate Donald Trump without having another seizure, falling down, having a coughing fit, or basically becoming incapacitated in a 90-minute debate. I don't think that's possible unless they send the body double in to do it. What do you guys think? Go ahead, Ted. I'm sorry, man. Uh, Ted, are you there? I'm here, buddy. Yeah, I, I actually, I, yeah. I, did, did you hear the question, Doug? Yeah, no, we're just, uh, Ted, if you can go ahead and talk. We're having some audio issues here. It's internal okay. here, so okay. we apologize. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and start on the fallen angel agenda. And when you guys get the power back onto your audio, Doug, let me know, because I'm definitely going to need you guys to interact with me on this. I've got about a dozen articles that we're going to cover very quickly. Well, it won't be very quickly, in the next hour, about what's going on with the fallen angels. I'm going to start with Preston James. He wrote a very interesting article that went out on September the 8th, so a very long article, and it's called Subjects and Serfs of the Lesser Gods with a, with a small g, part three. And I read this, and I've gone, I've gone ahead and highlighted part of it. It's extremely long, so I'm not going to read it all. You guys can go look it up online if you'd like. And I want to comment on a few of these things that he says in this particular article. He starts off by saying the article is based on anecdotal information provided over the many years of those who proprietary who are in the periphery of these matters, who are old and now willing to disclose such information, such apologies in advance for any information that is incorrect. He said, then he's talking about keeping the American masses in line has always been a major goal since 1913 with the taking over of the Federal, with the Federal Reserve Bank, but has recently become an acute crisis for the top chieftains of the New World Order due to its public wide-scale exposure for the very first time. Exposure and loss of control has become a serious and growing problem for these people because of the advent of the Internet, which is also known as the new Gutenberg Press. Then he goes on to say that these lesser gods, the fallen ones, I used to talk about the fallen angels, who serve as a personal private spirit guide for these globalists, top chieftains have ordered them to do whatever is necessary to regain control or else. Now, guys, I'm not saying that I agree with everything he says. I'm not saying that I agree with any of these articles that I'm reading as far as everything. I'm just reading you a bunch of different articles, and you guys are going to have to sort this out yourself because this is some very strange stuff when you start getting into fallen angels, you start getting into interdimensional entities, and you start talking about the powers that be and how they communicate with these fallen angels or these kind of makes sense though 
that yeah. it, you know it's yeah and, and once more you know it's a shame that we have to offer these disclaimers uh folks but but ted is uh what ted is doing is giving you information it's he it doesn't mean he's endorsing or agreeing with it but it's information that's out there so go ahead sir. well I'll, I'll tell you what i believe throughout the whole program here but i'm just going to read you what these guys are saying first and, you know because it's the same thing doug you know, I don't want everybody to believe that I've lost it and gone Looney Tunes. I had to really pray about even doing this show with you tonight and going this esoteric because there's a bunch of stuff. I mean, I've read over a thousand pages in books this week alone. Total, I've read almost 1,200 pages in books in the last month preparing for this show tonight. So I've got so much stuff that we've got to cover. A lot of the stuff was so far out there that I can't even report on it. I don't even want to be associated with it, okay? But a lot of the stuff has become through multiple, multiple sources, so I don't mind giving you these people's opinions on it when I've read it in literally hundreds of different articles. Now, this one with Preston James, I particularly like this one because he tries to keep it from a Christian standpoint. Now, the history of these lesser gods, or the fallen angels that I call them, use the top chieftains of the globalists to take over the America, and then the whole world step-by-step the age-old agenda and obsession of the fallen ones ever since they were banished to planet Earth has been to create a globalist New World Order system with their New World Order ruler as the populist king to be able to ensure assume complete control. Now remember, they tried to do this already with Genesis chapter 6. We've always got to remember Genesis chapter 6 and the book of Enoch when the angels were sent down here. They were able to take human form and actually they weren't supposed to do that, but they did if you read the book of Enoch. And they bred with human women. They left off their form and created the uh, the the uh, the, uh, the, uh, the nephilim. So this is something that's already happened once. So we have to go back to the biblical reference on this. Once the new world order top chieftains have taken control of a government like they did America in 1913, and they proceed to pervert and corrupt every single institution and major corporation. They then merge their corporations with the government and stack and run the government by their individuals chosen from their corporations, which we've seen in the United States. And along the way, the organ, they, or they organize well-funded social movements and other organizations and use them to destroy the moral, religious, values, sex roles, family, and the basic glue that holds any society together. They begin to get, they then begin to traffic illegal drugs and narcotics to do everything possible to create urban blight, crime, and a massive drug and alcohol dependency to destroy the moral fabric sex roles of the family system. They manipulated America and nations into illegal wars to industrialize the world, to thin the human herd, their words, and to make huge profits for their banks and their associated contractors and corporations. These globalist plans have been completely checkmated by the Russian Federation under Putin, who has deployed precision, satellite-controlled massive air power against their mercenary army, ISIS, which was built up by the CIA and the Mossad and financed by the U.S. government, black funds, and Saudi oil money, along with the money coming in from the drug sales. I added that. The overall goal of the lesser gods, this is again are the one the follow ones, is to destroy society and restructure planet Earth, making it unfit for human life and only fit for their new hybrid race. They plan to merge with machines at a molecular level. We'll talk about that later on tonight. This shows tonight is going to be one of those you're going to want to have to hear, hear, have to hear a couple of times because we're going to go into some real detailed stuff. Well, these fallen ones, these fallen angels, again, that were spoken in the book of Enoch, uh, they basically, a third of them, were thrown from heaven when they rebelled against God Almighty or cast down the planet Earth. They had the ability to manifest themselves in, on, in physical form on planet Earth, but they disobeyed Almighty God Almighty's rules in doing so, and then they bred with humans. It was followed by a direct judgment of God Almighty destroying them in Genesis chapter 6. Initially, while these human 
form of these fallen angels were destroyed by God's judgment. Only their disembodied spirits remained. They could then continue their globalist new world plan by finding or creating soulless human surrogates to work through and indwell thereafter. Now, I'm going to say something here. It says in Genesis chapter 6, this is my words again, it says that these fallen angels were here before and after the flood. So I believe while there may be disembodied spirits, this is a lot of the theological teaching from long ago, I also believe that these guys never left after the flood. I mean, if they're in a spaceship or they're an interdimensional being, if the earth gets flooded, they don't have to stay here, they can leave. Of course, now some of them were confined to the deepest, darkest dungeons here on the planet Earth, which is what the Bible says. It would, it would not be wrong to consider these lesser gods who, you know, who basically who leased out planet Earth in return for souls. Which that's I believe that too because of what they've done with Hollywood and all the other stuff. The lesser gods, he, he keeps saying the word lesser gods. I would use I would use the word the fallen ones. He said he calls them lesser gods. I'm quoting him exactly. We're given control over planet Earth. They were first able to walk around in large human appearing forms, six fingers, six toes, two rows of teeth, about twelve feet tall with red hair. Russ Dizdark talks about this, and also uh, L. A. Marzulli talks about this even more than Russ does. But they lost their ability when they violated more of God's almighty rules. Now they're trying to regain this previous superhuman's physical status on planet Earth. They previously had on Earth hybridizing humans in mass and filling these human soul containers with their spirit nature. They believe they can do this by combining AI, electromechanical machines, with their own hybridization of the human genome to make new physical containers on Earth, which are inhabitable vessels, which they can merge their spirits within and fill. In return for souls, they were told they'd be able to rule Earth and would later be made eternal gods by Lucifer. It says this in the book of Isaiah, and sit around his council of gods as their reward. This was a lie. They were selected to be used as cutouts, and then disposed of and no longer needed, and that time is now approaching. In exchange for giving their souls to Lucifer, these, these globalists were given supernatural powers, that's in their black magic ceremonies, and their own personal spirit guide, which periodically appeared to be to give them advice and consent. But there was a serious limitation they were not informed of, the lesser gods, like their chief Lucifer, are liars, deceivers, users of filled with two-faced evil. They were told that Lucifer was rising and would overtake God Almighty and rule the universe, and they should they would share the rule. This is a lie. Giving up one's soul and serving Lucifer is a death sentence, and one's soul is and a loss of a continued existence beyond this life on earth. At the first judgment of God Almighty, which destroyed the earthly physical bodies, these fallen ones regrouped and formed a plan to provide a means for them once again inhabit physical bodies. In particular, the fallen ones are responsible for planet Earth to corrupt it, take it by globalizing it, to depopulate it, to terraform it, and to take it to the appearance of a Draco alien ET, a sinister spirit being from some claim can shapeshift. I don't know if this is true or not. He's, par- he's even qualifying himself now. I don't know if this is true either. But there have been numerous reports from respectable abductees of these reptilian-type creatures. Remember, Satan was a snake when he appeared in the Garden of Eden. I'm adding that. Directed to taking biological samples from the abductees of my little grace. The reptilian Satan was a snake and is allegedly dominant alien ET, which directs its surfs to little grace. Now, he jumps here a little bit that I have to try to qualify this for a second. He's saying that these guys are spirit beings, but now he starts talking about the little gray alien ETs. To, to, to tell me again who, you, who you're citing. I'm sorry. I this didn't is Duff. This is Gordon Duff. Okay. Right. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is Preston. Preston. Yeah. This is a... Guys, it's Preston James. I'm only reading... I'm reading about a tenth of this article. It's really, really long. Sure. But, I, but I want you to guys to stay with this. Because he starts getting into this ET thing, but he says that these are all basically... Uh, you know, spirit beings, but all of a sudden he jumps to the ET thing. 
which basically doesn't say what he he doesn't he doesn't deal with that, which we're going to deal with that in just a minute. Okay. It was Lucifer Satan that rebelled. Ongoing wars, societal conflicts are thus necessary. They produce big death counts, lots of human misery because they feed off the negative energy that is created from this. The function of the fallen ones is to select the world's most potentially evil ones, processed to be the most evil, like Hillary and the social psychopaths, and let them rule over the humans. Now, he quotes a book here that I'm not familiar with. In his infamous book, Rulers of Evil, a book commissioned by several top globalists in order to fulfill one of the cosmic rules of play they are subject to, the rule of mandatory pre-event disclosure for informed consent. In other words, they got to tell you what they're going to do before they do it. And some of these are expected to transform the human masses into serfs of the lesser gods, provide a continuing means to feed their negative energy needs, which provides the lesser gods ongoing power. Now, what's interesting about this, he starts talking about this, the personal spirit guides and all the other stuff they have. Now, I'm not endorsing this article. I'm just telling you what he's saying, okay? I'm just giving you one version of what's happening here in the interdimensional world. You can also read stuff that Tom Horn has written. You can also read stuff that Russ Dizdar has written. Uh, and if you want to go to the secular world, if you're not a Christian, you're listening tonight, you can also read the stuff that David Icke has written also. But remember, he is not a Christian. And then, then that goes on to say the only way these globals would keep the American masses in line for the last 25 years by using their intel agencies to deploy advanced psychotronics, control of the mass major media, which is this all true, and network news cartels, spraying of chemtrails, and the use of nano-flashable smart dust ingested with processed food and through which the air, if continued, is expected to produce a certain degree of hiving when electrically stimulated, flashed by a strong pulse of beams of EMF or scalar waves. Also, they would use drugs and fluoride. I'm adding that. And now there are various quite strong independent covert forces that have emerged inside of the U.S. intel, which have also advanced technology and psychotronic power. They're trying to stop these guys. So he goes on to say this, and what he finally says is that they engineer and deploy events supported by the major mass media. These are typically large catastrophes, like 9-11, I added that, which generate major crises. And the mass fear generated a subconscious group mind of the American masses must be great enough to motivate them and to be willing to give up more basic human rights. Some of the very nasty things are all the missing nukes, which they could be, start dropping in the United States right now if they wanted to, or start detonating. And you can bet that these top guys are seriously considering using the CIA and Mossad to set off one of these devices inside of America City. The, uh, the globalists are probably now looking, trying to cook up covering events in case their much-feared financial cliff actually occurs as their extreme financial manipulations prevent the crumbling of their private Federal Reserve fiat currency system. The United States appears to be headed for a major financial cliff because of what's going on. Collected, the follow-ons comprise what's referred to by the insiders as the third force and operate under the authority of Lucifer, who basically is ruling planet Earth. Now, what's interesting about all of this stuff, you know, Preston James Inns talks about becoming a Christian, loving Jesus, all the things that we already know. But what's interesting, Doug, is that we have, we're having major authors now that have huge readerships that are actually writing about this. Now, I wanted to discuss this one with you because then yeah. we're going to jump to some other stuff. What do you guys think about what he wrote? And, and I mean, does it sound, does it sound that far-fetched or is it something no, to sound no. in Narnia? You know, you look at what's, you look at just the headlines, the events of today. Look at the at the speed of which everything is happening, and then you look at the odd nature of the events. No, you know none of this sounds like it's a stretch. As long as, and I and I want to stress this, when you, to at least in my from my point of view, when you look at when you read the Bible and you understand what happened, in Genesis six, and you understand that this is not. Um, 
an allegory or metaphor that you understand this is literal, then I think, yeah, I mean, in context, the events of today make sense, perfect sense. That's just, I mean, that's my viewpoint. Steve Quayle writes about this, of course, you know. Well, um, and, 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 well the reason I'm saying all this stuff is that, you know, I'm going to cover some other stuff now that's not from a Christian standpoint. So you guys are going to have to like, and what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to do your own research on this. Now, I know a lot of you already have because Steve Quayle talks about it. Tom Horn talks about it. And I know these guys have been on the show many times. So I just want you to know that at this point in my life, I realize that this stuff that they've talked about in many cases and what Russ Dizdar talks about, this is true. You know, I believe in angels. I believe in demons. I believe in the Word of God. I believe in the infallibility of the Scripture. I believe that the Bible is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and so is the Word of God. I believe that God is omnipresent. He's still sitting on the throne. I, I believe in all of that stuff. We talked about it last, you know, a couple of weeks ago. So I just want to share that with you right now, that we've got a group of people that are serving their masters, Lucifer, and these demon spirits, and he throws in these reptilian aliens and these little greys like, well, by the way, they have these little guys running around doing their thing. Well, he never addresses where they came from, okay? <laughs> because we, we've got to address that. And so tonight I'm going to address the theories behind this because of these alien abductions and all the other things that are going on. I told you this is going to be one of those, you know, welcome to the Outer Limits night with Ted Brower, because we're going to cover this stuff. I mean, I had worked my butt off. I feel like I've been taking midterms in graduate school with the stuff that I've read. I mean, you start, re- you start reading books on theoretical biophysics, I tell you what, you got to want to read that book. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those deals. The- theoretical biophysics, okay. Well, wow. Yeah, well, no, we know there's some crazy stuff I've read. Now, now we're going to read another one. This is an article by Ferguson. This is not a Christian. And she goes into this detail. She goes, Chemtrails, ETs, and alien technology, the covert conquest of a dying planet. Have we lost our planet Earth to a faction of greedy, uninvolved, tyrannical extraterrestrials? Now, we're talking about the fallen angels now, because that's, you always have to put the fallen angels. Whenever they start talking about aliens, you've got to throw that word in their fallen angels. The connection between the early reports of alien craft propulsion systems using tube-like trousses, Lockheed Martin Skunk Works, new promise of portable fusion energy sources in the toroidal Takamark, and frightening aspects of a planetary geoengineering with chemtrails that weaken our immune systems, and now electronic magnetic resonance frequencies, and HARP, and ionospheric heaters. Everything she's talking about is correct. All this stuff is accurate. Timothy Good has written one of the best books ever reading, ever, ever written regarding the extraterrestrial question with his 2013, I have not read this book, Earth, an Alien Enterprise, the Shocking Truth Behind the Greatest Cover-Up in Human History. In the, ch- in the chapter entitled Technology Transfer, Good describes an incident at the Lockheed Martin Skunk Works near Palmdale, California in 1988 inside the big hammer, a big hangar where highly classified exotic aircraft Include, including three fully functional saucers, which were referred to as alien reproduction vehicles. One of the crafts had also been seen in 1973 by a man who had a crew chief at Edwards Air Force Base. Now, you think, well, that sounds crazy. Well, I have read so many articles that other people have seen these craft. And remember, the Germans built flying saucers that were flyable during the war. They flew them, and they could accelerate extremely fast. The initial ones couldn't go horizontally. They fixed that technology. So whether these are from alien craft or from German technology, the Germans say themselves, when I talked to Dave Hodges about this last night, Doug, his father was in the Navy, top clearance, and he used to work with the Operation Paperclip Boys. And they used to come to Dave's house when Dave was young and have dinner with them, and they always had their handlers with them. 
And Dave's father, Dave Hodges' father, and he, and I'm, in fact, I'll be on his show on Sunday night talking about this. His father said that the German scientists told them they got their technology from the ETs, from the extraterrestrials. Now, you can believe it or not believe it, but you know, Dave's not making it up. His dad's not making it up. I'm not making it up. We had too big of a technological jump, Dave, uh, Doug, from 19. 19- 15 or so, 1907, when we first started flying airplanes, all the way up until until we started doing spaceships in the 60s. I mean, something happened that really pushed up technology extremely fast. Now, this article goes on. And, and yes, Dave, or uh, Ted, people need to think about that, too, and, and analyze that in a very critical form. All of a sudden, did we get smarter, or more intelligent, or did we have help? So, That's right. Okay, sir. And and, right. and, and, and and by the way, Paul McGuire talks about it, too, with the Viril Maidens. Dress Dizdar yeah. talks about this, too. And the reason I'm using these other guys' names and all of this stuff, I'm not going to be hung out here by myself on all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want – this is one of those – this is one of those shows that – this is like the Outer Limits show again, Genetic Slavery and Genocide in a 1999 – another, quote, unquote, remote viewer. Now, I'm going to stop here for a second. You say, remote viewing, that's new age, that's of the devil and all that kind of stuff. Guys – I'm not saying that it's not of the devil. I'm not saying that it's, it's, it's crazy. I'm just, I'm just saying this is what they're saying in this article. But I will tell you that our CIA was involved with remote viewing. They were involved with it back in the 70s and the 80s. So now they're talking about this. And basically this person said there was a war in space and beyond, which we know that. There's a war in the heavenlies. And basically it's, it's for the very survival of our species. Now, if you go look closer to home, it says the worsening drought is decimating the U.S. western area. The largest genetically modified seed companies are basically destroying the world. Basically, Monsanto and now Bear are going to tie it together. Then we've got weather wars. And then we talk about Dane Whittington, again from his article that he wrote, the Rothschilds and geo and their geoengineering Empire. Now you guys can read yeah, that. Hang right there, brother. Hang right there. Talking with Ted Brower, healthmasters.com. Interesting show tonight giving you the research or the product of research oodles of ours. Books read, read papers, papers written. written. Ted Brower, stay right where you're at. Right here on Global Star Radio Network, also Blog Talk Radio and YouTube Live. I want to thank everyone for joining us. Ted Brower is our guest, folks. Tonight is the is the he's giving you the fruits of hours upon hours of his research, his investigation in advance of tonight's show. As he stated, he's read three books uh, specific for tonight's topic, and that's the overlayment of, of uh, Genesis six and the backdrop of the fallen angels, the technology, the uh, the whole the whole process, the context of today's events in the context of today's events thank you Dr. Ted Brower healthmasters.com visit his website healthmasters.com best supplements in the world but uh, also sign up for his newsletter and uh, folks don't forget follow us on our social networking sites Twitter at Hagman Report Facebook Hagman Report and Instagram something new there Ted uh, thanks for holding through and uh, yeah continue with this this is amazing information (laughs) 
Well, the, the thing I'm trying to do is give it to you from a bunch of different articles and a bunch of different authors, and then I'll kind of feed you my feedback into the middle of it. I haven't even gotten to the weird stuff yet. There's, <laughs> we got some really weird stuff coming up here. <laughs> okay. man. And, uh, but the, we do have a coupon code for Health Masters for you guys. Again, it's Doug5, D-O-U-G-5. It's 5% off everything you get. No minimums, no maximums. Whatever you want to get at Health Masters is 5% off. And so that's what we wanted to do tonight, again, because we wanted to try to just encourage people to go get their supplements and their water treatment systems. Because when I do a show like this tonight, and we don't really focus on nutrition, you know, it really doesn't do a lot as far as promoting my website. And I'm okay with that because I really like doing these types of shows upon occasion because I like to give back to the group of people that are listening to me on both Global Star and listening to Doug's show. Because the truth of the matter is this, guys. You know, if we don't understand what's going on here, we're going to get some really weird stuff in a few minutes and start looking at things from a different perspective, then it's going to be very difficult for us to understand why they're doing the chemtrails, why they're doing the Morgellons disease. We're going to cover the Morgellons tonight. And many of you have never heard me talk about Morgellons, and we're going to go into detail on why they're doing the Morgellons. And by the way, just a little tidbit that I'm going to mention to you very, very quickly. There's about 300,000 people now that have been diagnosed with Morgellons disease. These are the fibers that come out of your body, and they've been directly related and kicked back to the chemtrails. And we've been aspirating these fibrils, these tubules, and they're growing inside of our body. When you hit it with a very specific blue light frequency, I'll give you the nanowave meter lengths in here in a few minutes, it actually makes them go into exponential growth in your body. They start going crazy as far as growing inside of our bodies. So that's not good. Secondly, Almost all of the Morgellons is in the United States where we sell the GMO foods, the genetically modified foods and all the glyphosate poisoning that we have here. In Europe, they have hardly any, and they only have a few incidences of people coming down with Morgellons disease. It's almost all completely isolated in the United States because of the genetically modified foods that they're giving us. This group of people, these globalists who are working with these off-world beings, whatever you want to call them, these fallen angels, they're terraforming the planet using the chemtrails. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. And they're also terraforming us with genetically modified foods. That's why they refuse to let us know what we're eating in the United States. The United States has presented a very big problem for these globalists because of our weapons that we have and our Second Amendment rights. And these guys don't want us here. That's why if you look at Deagle, it tells you that we're going to have a massive population reduction within the next 10 years in the United States. Now, where they're coming up with those numbers, I have no idea. But they seem to know something that we don't know. They've got to find a way to take our guns away and reduce the population of the United States. That's where they're trying to take this because right now we are presenting a major, major problem because of what the fathers of our country did with our Constitution and our Second Amendment rights. They don't know what to do because apparently these grays and these other types of aliens that can take physical form or in physical form in this universe, they die when you shoot them with a 50 caliber rifle. <laughs> Actually, everything dies with a 50 caliber rifle. And so they don't want us to have weapons of, quote unquote, to protect ourselves. That's why at the beginning of the show, Doug and Joe, you guys talked about Hillary. One of her primary things now is to disarm the population of the United States. This lady is so evil. But again, listen to me, folks. She's just a cutout for the globalists. And I was asking earlier, Doug, I don't know if she's even going to be able to do the debate or if they're going to use a body double that they've prepped up for the debate to do this because this woman is sick. I mean, ABC News out of New York City said that she died on 9-11. Now, of course, that was later retracted, but the crazy thing is we don't know what in the world they're doing because all we get to see is the tail wagging the dog with what the mainstream news says. So let's go ahead and go back to what we're talking about with the chemtrails with this article real quick. 
This is about Dane Whittington with Weather Wars and Geoengineering. And he says, the Rothschilds and the geoengineering empire. He wrote this article on November the 13th, 2012. He says, quote, why would the Rothschilds be so interested in owning the largest and most recognized weather modeling organization in the world? Why would the Rothschild LLC wish to have controlling interest in the world's leading provider of interactive weather graphics and data services for television, mobile, and web? Because when you're involved in climate decimating and engineering programs, you must also control the forecast models to cover your tracks. That's what Dane said, and I agree with him 100%. Then his article goes on to say, terraforming a dying planet. Because remember when Donald Rumsfeld, the Secretary of Defense, on 2001, said they'd lost $2.3 trillion. Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. This yep. is what the article says. How do you know what the military... The military cannot account for 25% of what it spends. It just said it lost another $6 trillion. The books are cooked routinely every year. I suppose covering planet Earth with chemtrails gets expensive. They are intentionally terraforming the planet. And so, if so, why should I say for what benefits? And I remember this is the article. Her name's Ferguson, the one who wrote this. Dane Wigginton goes on to talk about that. Dane Wigginton Wiget, Dane also said, government implements le- illegal gag orders on the National Weather Service and the NOAA employees. This is a quote. In recent weeks, Washington has placed gag orders on the following agency employees, the National Weather Service, the National Oceanic Atmospheric Administration, and the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. This is a massive red flag that should trigger alarm bells everywhere. Some time ago, I personally spoke to an NOAA scientist that has said, we know what's going on with climate engineering, but we can't speak about it because we have no First Amendment protection. The new gag order is further muzzling the NWS and NOAA. It's likely there are many of these National Weather Service-related NOAAs that have been lying about what's going on in our skies. The Washington Post even said that scientists and top officials from the NOAA have been refusing to comply with subpoenas for emails from the chairman of the House. The committee that oversees the NOAA is said to have obstructed and even attempted to shape and direct the committee's oversight role. What is the NOAA hiding and why do they feel entitled to do so? He said he goes on to say that we're being sprayed for over 60 years now. Aluminum, which is a neurotoxin, which is being dumped on us, barium, and more gelatin, which we'll talk about in detail in a few minutes. There are two secrets of the evil cabal. Is terrified that the public will know the aerosol spraying of toxic particulates in the sky and the president infiltration of the tyrant-based extraterrestrials within our planetary, this would be the fallen angels again, planetary industrial military complex, they know that if aerosol spraying is moved from a conspiracy theory to reality, people begin to realize that their own governments are dropping toxic particulates on them from the sky. And basically it will interfere with their doing of the such, and they will also, people begin to realize that it interferes with our brain and memory patterns. Then it goes on, it goes, this, 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 is, this is really another really long article again, but I just wanted to go ahead and read you this one. Now, this, now, the next article I want to talk about is How the Elite Plays God. This is by Henry McCow, Ph.D. If you remember, gosh, it's been a couple of years ago now, Dave, Doug, you guys were coming back from Orlando, and I interviewed Henry on your show. Oh, we got a lot of blowback from that because a lot of people didn't like what he said. But Henry McCow is brilliant, Ph.D. He basically says, according to John Coleman, the elite has been writing and directing the script for almost 100 years through the Tavistock Institute of Human Relations based in London. Do you remember a couple months ago, Doug, we did a whole show on Tavistock and how they controlled oh, yeah. everything? Yep, yep. It says, Coleman, 71, a former British intelligence officer, first exposed the clique that dominates the world in his classic book, Conspiracy Hierarchy, the Story of the Committee of 300, 1992. As the title suggests, his latest book is a rambling book called the Tavistock 
Institute of Human Relations Shaping Spiritual, Moral, Cultural, Political, and Economic Decline of the United States. The book is confirmation that the financial elite engineered every war, this is the Rothschilds, and depression in modern history and continues to condition our beliefs and behavior. According to Coleman, Tavistock began before World War I to convince peace-loving populations of the need to massacre each other. Those fresh-faced American young boys from Arkansas and North Carolina were set off marching to war, Europe believing that they were fighting for their country, never knowing that the democracy Woodrow Wilson had sent them in to make the world a safer place was a socialist, international, one-world government dictatorship, which we're quickly approaching. Funded by the royal family, the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds, now I'm going to back this off for a second. The Rothschilds took over the Bank of England back in the 1700s, and they also funded the Rockefellers. So you can just leave that off and say, funded by the Rothschilds, but you can see these other guys are involved. Tavistock pioneered the techniques of propaganda used to justify war. Outright lies about German atrocities in World War I resonate down through the decades to lies about Saddam Hussein, gassing Kurds, and killing babies in a quaint. Of course, the biggest lie of all is that the Muslims had anything to do with September 11th. Coleman found that 94% of the keywords and phrases developed by Tavistock for World War II used matched up with those used in the Korean War, the Vietnam War, and Gulf War. They use the same words all the time for justify wars. Coleman's main point is we can't trust anything the mass media or government tells us, especially not the news. He cites Stalin's propaganda chief, Willie Mutzenberg, all news is lies and all propaganda is disguised as news. And he goes on to talk about, you can finish reading all of this stuff if you'd like. This is called How the Elite Plays God by Henry McHale, Ph.D. Conclusions. We are all in this jam because a small group of dynastic families have amassed unlimited wealth by usurping the government's money creation role to maintain this unjust advantage they need to create a one-world government dictatorship as in any colonial situation our national elites are chosen by their willingness to collaborate with the occupying power. People will do whatever it takes, willing to do whatever it takes to be successful. Coleman says 450. Now, Doug, listen to this one. Coleman says 450 of the Fortune 500 companies get their marching orders from Tavistock. This may explain why TV commercials seem more concerned with behavior modification than selling a product. Now, the reason I read this article when we're talking about ETs is that we've been lied to and lied to and lied to and lied to about what happened in Roswell. If you read the book, the day after Roswell by Colonel Corso, he goes into detail what happened on that day. It was also promoted by the book The Money Mafia by Helluride, which was a former defense minister of Canada. And when he then when they add when he called his generals up before he when he read that book the day after Roswell, they told him and the United States generals told him that every word in that book was true. Now this is a cabinet level officer officer from a G eight country that basically Canada telling us that this extraterrestrial thing is a real deal going on. Now guys, we already know it's a real deal going on because we already know what Genesis chapter six says. We had a heads up on all of this, but they didn't want us to know the truth about it. I'm going to tell you what their alternatives were in just a few minutes. We still haven't got into the weird stuff. Now, this is another article by Preston James, and it's just, I'm going to read you a piece of this, and it says, Psychotronic Firewalls Against the Public Truth. And this is another really... And basically he says, while stationed to work inside of E-Systems, men responsible for manufacturing testing, applying numerous back into alien e mind control weapons and technologies. Each systems at that time was also involved in designing and deployment of advanced system for remote control takeover of passenger jet autopilots. The Roswell crashes set off a complete cover 
the security lockdown. And it goes to say that the, any of the veterans today readers already know that at the Roswell UFO crashes and the United States government went to full panic mode and locked down various controls to keep this from the American public. Numerous stories were leaked and were buried in the desert, including one nurse. It also resulted in the past Security Act authorizing the creation of a central intelligence agency. Roswell also resulted in several secret meetings with secret treaties between the United States President and ETs, alien terrestrials, which be the fallen angel, as you call them that again. These treaties provide for the abduction of humans as long as their memories were wiped and that was given to the secret shadow government. Now, you can read this whole article. We're not going to have time to read it tonight because it's extremely good. It's called Psychotronic Firewalls Against Public Truth. He goes into how we've been completely lied to through mind control, entertainment, entrainment, fluoride, trillion-dollar cell phone systems which deploy pulse beams microwaves, Wi-Fi systems which have been installed in many public schools, education curriculum, and mind control through the controversial mainstream media. He also says they use ground elf Doppler radar systems, Madison Avenue advertising, impose corporate norms, various mind-altering drugs, and he also says that they also use additives in automobile gasoline, which can also affect the brain. I've read that also in another book that I read this weekend. And chemtrails spraying in the skies of barium. Precalculated radiation discharges from numerous nuclear plants all over America and the pre-planned Fukushima disaster. These engineered releases are based on the CIA MK Ultra research on how brain function is modified by radiation, injection, and inhalation. These this is one of the key eugenics programs by the Satanic Pedophile Ritual Child Sacrifice Network. Plus, newer technologies advance psi power, spiritual blood spells, put place on the American group mind think through pedophilia, human vivisection, blood sacrifice. We've talked about that on shows before. So you guys can read that entire article on how they're controlling what we think. Now, again, the reason I brought that up, because he starts talking about the ET question here in this article, too. Now, we have to find out, Doug, you know, what we're going to believe in all this. Now, guys, I'll be honest with you. I've got a pretty good idea of what I believe after I've read all of this stuff. And I pretty much believe that these, whatever they were, these fallen entities that, and good angels, uh, that they basically are interfering or working with or trying to be involved in what's going on on our planet in an interdimensional way and sometimes downright, downright manipulation, which is, of course is what the Bible says. So, guys, it ties back together with what the Word says, and what it does, it makes you have another thought process. So in the event they decide to drop all of this stuff on you suddenly, you're not going to go, wow, how does that affect my Christianity? This won't affect your Christianity at all. I have reconciled my Christian beliefs completely to be able to incorporate this into my beliefs because it ties right together with Genesis chapter 6. And the brilliant Chuck Missler said one time when I was talking to him about all of this stuff, he says, Ted, he goes, here's the thing. We've got to realize that what the Bible talked about in Genesis chapter 6 was real. And these entities came from another plane of existence, another planet, or wherever they were, and they affected things here on this earth. And that, that basically they're back at it again. And he says, we have to understand the Bible already pre-warned us that this was going to happen. And Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be upon my return. And it was in the days of Noah that these creatures did all of this stuff. So don't be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm a Christian and these guys are saying it's not real. Because one of the things these ETs said, I'll get to it in a few minutes, they said when they were being interviewed after this thing happened with the United States government, that they're the species, they're the beings that created humankind. And that they were here because their own DNA 
DNA had become so compromised and damaged that they had to do DNA research on humans, hence the abductions, cattle mutilations, etc. We'll talk about this in a few minutes. Here's the lie again. This is what Satan does. He always lies. If these were the beings who created us, now why can't they fix their own DNA? And that's what they said. He's got all these creatures do or lie constantly about why they're here, the benevolent ones and how bad they are. And, the, and they said the same thing. If you can't fix yourself, why are you want to be here trying to help us? There's something going on with your DNA. And they're doing, oh, that's what, the, that's why Linda Moulton Howell, another researcher, has done extensive research, you know, on cattle mutilations. You can look her up and she talks about this in detail and what's going on where they take the glands and the testicles and the eyes and all these things out of cows and there's no tracks anywhere to be found plus all the blood is missing in these animals. Now, here's another article that I want to read with you guys. I told you this is going to go crazy tonight on this whole thing. It says, yeah, I, well, while you're looking for that, I just want to make just to point out that brainwashing, as you mentioned early on or earlier um, moments ago, just just folks remember, brainwashing came to came to really um, existence. The term, anyway, it's Z um, or it's X I N A O. It's uh, it's Chinese. For coercive persuasion, deep and permanent behavioral changes. The reason I just want to bring that up is to put it, uh, what Ted is talking about in context. Now, this is far deeper than that, of course, but, um, if you remember here just a few minutes ago, uh, Ted, Ted mentioned, uh, uh, brainwashing. So go ahead, Ted. I'm sorry. Well, also remember, guys, I mean, the, the Bible in Genesis chapter six told us this stuff was going on. And then these entities got involved in the church in the third century, fourth century, 323 approximately, and they pulled the book of Enoch out of the Old Testament. Now, this book of Enoch was left in the text in Ethiopia, still in there today, the Ethiopian Bible, because they weren't subject to the whims of the Pope at that time in 323, because these entities did not want us to talk about this and their arrival on this planet and what they had done. Now remember, the book of Enoch was again rediscovered in its entirety in the Dead Sea Scrolls, which tied together directly with the book of Enoch in the, in the Ethiopian Bible. So we're not trying to twist the scripture here and make this something that it's not. You know, there are a lot of New Age teachings getting involved with a lot of this stuff and a lot of these weird things. Hey, look, here's the deal. Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He came in the flesh, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered and died under Pontius Pilate rose again, and I've done this show multiple times, we talked about it two weeks ago, and how his blood continues to sanctify us through scalar waves, which we're going to talk about scalar waves again tonight, i got some really cool things to say about scalar waves tonight, in fact one guy quoted what a scalar wave, scalar wave was and it's just, it, it just it ties together so well with everything we've already discussed but listen to me guys it's all about knowing who Jesus Christ is and accepting him as your Lord and Savior this cycle on this planet has gone on through the eons of time with all these different races and species or whatever else built these giant monolithic structures that have been around for tens of thousands of years and massively predate human history on this planet. But basically God has pushed the stop button on this thing now when he sent Jesus Christ to put a big stop on all of this stuff. And so this is our last shot at this thing as far as this planet because we're fixing to go into the book of Revelation and we're fixing to have the whole thing is going to be back under the rule of God Almighty. He's had enough of these guys because all they do is lie. You know, and I'm not saying that the angels, the good angels are the ones that are lying because they're not. Even Rush Dizdar told me that the angels have all these different names in the Bible when you start talking to them. I interviewed him on the Power Hour a couple years ago. But let me go, up, let me go back to the story again. Here's another one. And it's called A Complete Disconnect. It's by James again. And it says, number six, 
We have a secret, secret space war program that has evolved so far that the essence of it has been described as a breakaway society. Doug, you and I talked about this the other day. The private researcher and author that probably knows this most about this is Richard Dolan, who's a highly respected for his balance-based fact approach to this whole issue. His books and presentations are excellent, according to James, and basically of his videotaped deathbed confessions and his staggering implications. Apparently, he's no longer with us. The disclosure project of Stephen Greer, MD, is an interesting also. It's a good documentation of the United States government's handling of the real alien ET crashed and recovered UFOs. Another source of information is very interesting. It's exopolitics.org, run by former academic Michael Sala, Ph.D., S-A-L-L-A, who has a record of rational and balanced presentations in these manners. The average American has no clue of just how much information has been withheld about crashed, recovered, and back-engineered anti-gravity craft. Everyone must examine the facts, the testimonies, and information available, and then consider their sources for credibility and support under the facts. Very strong evidence that this secret space war program exists are the numerous documented testimonies of well-vetted witnesses with high security clearances, either who worked for the U.S. military or contractor in deep black special access or unacknowledged programs. Now, I'm going to say something right now that this is this is what really when I started looking at what happened with 9/11, it was gosh, it was probably 15, 13 years ago, a couple of years after 9/11 happened. And I remember, Doug, I watched the video. It was called 9-11 Mysteries. It popped up one time on a link on one of the, on, on one of my things that I was looking at. And it said basically what happened. It wrote what really happened with 9-11. It was called 9-11 Mysteries. And of course, loose change is good too. And I started questioning what they were telling me what happened with 9-11. And the more I dug into 9-11, because I was, I was pretty much just, I didn't want to listen to any of this stuff. I thought it was just all conspiracy theory and I didn't want to hear any of it. But then what happened is I started listening to all of the testimonials of the firefighters and the policemen and the architects and the engineers and the research people about 9-11. And there were literally hundreds of people on camera and had written articles, Doug, that said that 9-11 was an inside job, that the buildings were detonated, they were brought down by explosives or some type of electromagnetic pulse or a mini nuke or whatever. They listed all these different reasons, and there were literally hundreds and hundreds of people. Now we have thousands of engineers and architects that have signed off that these things didn't come down by these airplanes, and especially Building 7, who had no airplane impact. And finally, I started questioning the mainstream narrative in earnest. I'd always been a little skeptical of the government, but I never thought they would stoop to doing something like this. But here's why I'm saying that. There were hundreds of people's testimonies. And finally, one night, I was talking to Sharon about it, and I said, Sharon, all of these people can't be lying. All of these people can't be lying. There's too many corroborative testimonies. Too many people have been silenced, and too many people have been killed over this. They all can't be lying. Now, I bring you back to where I'm talking right now. I'm, that's why I'm bringing you all of these different articles tonight, and all of these different authors tonight. All of these people cannot be lying. Fred Bell, who we're going to quote extensively in a few minutes, Art Bell's brother, from, from he was former Coast to Coast host, you know, in the evening. I'm, Doug, you've been on the show. I've been on it several times, too. What's interesting about Art Bell and his brother Fred is they're really into what's going in the paranormal. Now, Fred is the man who appeared on Jesse Ventura's show when they were talking about space-based weapons and ray guns and death rays. This is one of Jesse Venturi's conspiracy theory shows. And if you remember, he asked Fred about space-based weapons platforms, about Star Wars, 
And then Fred said, we built Star Wars. And, and Jesse said, how do you know that we built it? He goes, because I was one of the NASA rocket scientists who built it. It's there. It's real. It can lay waste to entire regions, entire cities. You don't need it to take a building down. You can do that with explosives. And then Jesse asked him, do you believe your life is in danger? He goes, no. I'm paraphrasing this from memory. He goes, no, I don't, because sometimes their systems still break down. They contact me to help them fix them. And so I'm, I know I'll be fine. Well, he was dead, I believe, the following day. Now, crazy story. It happened. It's real. Now, I'm going to read you some of Fred Bell's stuff and what he's talking about. Now, that boy had some credibility. He, he was basically brought into the military at the age of 15, 16, couldn't even wear a uniform because he was still too young because he was so advanced from an intellectual standpoint. He was one of those wunderkits you'd talk about that they were looking for back in the 50s and the 60s. So Fred Bell's now gone. He's left us because of this. He was killed. So, guys, this is real as far as I'm concerned. There's something going on, though I don't know the exact particulars about it, but not all these people can be lying. What do you say, Doug? It's a good place to stop, and you're right. You know, from your um, from your description of 9-11 just moments ago, taking it through Coast to Coast and, and Fred Bell, his statements and his death subsequent, yeah, not everyone can be lying. And, and there's so much wrong with the official um, stories here. Regardless of what the subject matter is, we have to, uh, I believe, we, Ted, and you've done a fantastic job just laying out the structure, the infrastructure of the lies, of the deception that we face, um, citing numerous sources as you have. So, yeah, it, this is incredible. And many people might say, well, I've heard this before, but not necessarily in the manner in which you're stating. Bring right back, stay right where you're at. our guest, Hagman and Hagman Report, of course, on Twitter, at Hagman Report, Facebook, Hagman Report, and Instagram, at Hagman Report. I didn't know we had all those, did you? Yeah, subscribe to our YouTube channel, that's Hagman Report. Uh, just go to HagmanandHagman.com or HagmanReport.com, click on the YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Dr. Ted Brower talking about, as and I quote from J.D., the freaky deaky stuff. <laughs> That's what, uh, JD said. No, we, we were talking about this. And, uh, I, in fact, I asked Ted uh, this week, I said, let's, uh, let's hit it, hit it hard, man. Give him the, uh, give him the freaky deaky stuff to, again, to coach, uh, paraphrase, uh, JD. Folks, Minuteman Rocket Stove, before we get back to Ted, MinutemanRocketStove.com, MinutemanRocketStove.com. You need one of these. Everyone listening to this needs one of these stoves. Oh, you might think, nah. Now, let me, let me explain something. If you, if you're a prepper, even if you're a camper, it doesn't matter. The Minuteman Rocket Stove is one of the, the best pieces of equipment I've seen to cook, to cook anything. Uh, when you don't have a lot of fuel. Uh, the Minuteman Rocket Stove is a perfect survival cooking stove for you and your family. It's uh, it's a biomass burning stove. It only requires just a very small amount of sticks and twigs for your fuel. Even you can get this in Brooklyn, if you know, the fuel for this in Brooklyn, on the streets of Brooklyn, if you need to, you'll always be able to find enough fuel for the Minuteman, even if you live in the city or suburb or Brooklyn or the Bronx uh, 
very familiar with that area. The Minuteman stove is fully insulated with ceramic refractory insulation. The the the, the um, uh, this focuses the heat actually and results in cooking very. It, 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 cooking power is comparable to a kitchen stove. I'll just say that. Easy enough said. The Minuteman stove is self-contained, seals airtight for travel and storage. Minutemanstove.com. That's where you get it. Minutemanstove.com. Minutemanstove.com. And we're fortunate enough to have Ted Brower, healthmasters.com, all of our health needs here at the Hagman and Hagman household and studio taken care of by healthmasters.com. The coupon code for this offer for 5% off all in stock items, Doug5, D-O-U-G, and the number 5, Doug5. That's a coupon or promo code order from healthmasters.com, the promo code Doug5. Ted, thank you so much for your research and your time that you invested in preparation for tonight's show. Oh, you're welcome, Doug. And I know that a lot of folks that are listening have heard of some of this stuff before, but you've not heard it all from me, because I, mean, <laughs> I try to stay away from this stuff. I'm pretty pragmatic and utilitarian in my beliefs and my in my behavioral patterns, and I just try to just stay with what I can see. Because guys, remember, I was trained as a scientist. You know, I was trained, you know, on how to do double-blind clinical research studies. And you know, when you start getting into this esoteric stuff and you start seeing the massive lies of the government and covering this stuff up, you finally begin to realize it's like the worst-kept secret of the century with this alien thing. <laughs> Gosh, everybody knows about it, but nobody wants to talk about it because nobody wants to be labeled a nutbag. But when you drop it back into this fallen angel agenda, it all makes sense. That's why I started off with the Preston James article with the fallen angels to start with and the lesser gods that he called them because I wanted people to realize that there's a scriptural component to what we're talking about tonight, so you won't be blindsided by this stuff. Now, a lot of you are saying, well, I've heard a lot of this before. There are a lot of your friends who have not heard Hagman and Hagman before. There are a lot of your friends that you have on your email list that have not heard this put this way before, and they're still believing the lies of the mainstream media, but they might believe in ETs. They might believe in that. You don't know that. They might believe there's something else going on that they're not being told. If you send them the podcast or you give them a link to iTunes or you send them a link to the YouTube video, say, hey, watch this. Make this go viral because this is going to be one of those shows that you can use as a reference text because of all of the different articles and the names of all these authors that I'm giving you guys tonight. That's really important. Now, the next question is, who runs the world? Who are these people that are doing all of this? Basically, it drops right back down to the Rothschild banking cartel. And this is an interesting article that you guys can all read also. And this is a, this is actually a very good article. I'm going to read a sentence out of it. It's by Professor Kamran, Kamran, who really controls the world. And he says, the four horsemen of the banking, Bank of America, J.P. Morgan Chase, Citibank, and Wells Fargo own the four horsemen of oil, ExxonMobil, Royal Dutch Shell, Amico, and Chevron, Texaco in tandem with other European and old money behemoths, the Rothschild boys, but their monopoly over the global economy is not ended the edge of the oil patch. According to the company 10K filings to the SEC, the four horsemen of the banking apocalypse are among the top 10 stockholders in virtually every Fortune 500 corporation. We just told you they have controlling interests in 450 of them. It is well known or interlocking or, or some type of control with the interlocking corporate directorships. It is well known that in 2009, of the top 100 largest economic entities in the world, 44 were corporations. The wealth of these families, which are among the top 10 shareholders in each of these, is far in excess of the national economies. 
In fact, the total GDP is around $70 trillion. The Rothschild wealth alone is to be estimated into the trillions of dollars, actually into the quadrillions. So it is the case with the Rockefellers who were helped and provided money all along by the Rothschilds, which I've told you guys that repeatedly. The U.S. has an annual GDP in the range of 14 to 15 trillion dollars, which pales into insignificance before the wealth of these trillionaires. With the U.S. government and most European countries in debt to the Rothschild banking cartels, there should be absolutely no doubt as to who owns the world and controls it. To quote Eustace Mullins from his book, One, The New World Order, the elites rule the U.S. through their foundations, the Council on Foreign Relations, and the Federal Reserve System with no serious challenges to their power. Expensive political campaigns are routinely conducted with carefully screened candidates who are pledged to perform in the program of the New World Order. Should they deviate from the program, they would have an accident, be framed on a sex charge, or indicted for some financial irregularity. Guys, we've got to pray for Donald Trump, that he stays protected, and we've got to pray that he's real. Now, here's another interesting article by Harold Shaw, and it goes, Breakthrough, the food that you eat determines which genes get activated or suppressed, controlling disease versus health throughout your life. life. This whole article is on epigenetics and how what you eat affects all of the offspring in your DNA line to come. Now, what's interesting about this is I told you earlier that the Morgellons disease does not affect the people in Europe except for just a few individuals and we really believe, and I personally believe now, and, and the physicist Kutz thinks the same thing. I'll talk, I'll quote him in just a minute, that the Morgellons disease needs genetically modified foods and a change of our genetic structure to allow the Morgellons to take over in our system. That's why they're trying to force the GMOs into Europe. Now, another article. The depopulation agenda is the only explanation why extensive mainstream medicine is so lethal. Now we've talked about this repeatedly, about why in the world is the, are the globalists doing everything they possibly can to reduce the population of the planet. GMO food is, labeling is not required. They ban pesticides, aluminum, among those in deadly chemicals classified as food additives. Codex recommended maximum levels of chemicals which are astoundingly high as opposed to extremely low daily vitamin dosing. Dietary supplements or natural health foods would be classified as drugs. Codex would take vitamins and minerals illegal and not available, make them illegal and not available without a prescription. Every dairy cat was required to have Monsanto's recombinant, both grovine hormone, and all other animals for food production must be treated with antibiotics, and all food should be irradiated. They know that all of this stuff is bad. Plus, think about this, guys, and I'm going to talk about this in a few minutes again with Kutz when we talk about with the physicist. By 2035, they're saying that all boys will have autism. By 2037, all girls will have autism. Why do they want so many autistic children? I'm going to tell you why in just a minute we get the Fred Bell stuff. Another article. The interdimensional entities behind the dark agenda that is taking over the world. This is another excellent article. Pull out the, let me pull out the, the, the writer of this one real quick. Angela Pritchard. The international, international, now remember, again, some of this stuff is new agey, so I'm not going to read the new agey stuff. The international dimensional entities behind the dark agenda that's taking over the world. Many feel that there's a multi-dimensional cause behind the sinister agenda afflicting the world, such as the New World Water. But it is, but it's, but it is possible not just to sense, but to actually know and uncover its root through first-hand experience, and unless the root is uncovered, its octopus-like tentacles will continue to regrow and find new ways to influence the world, even when several have been cut off. While researchers alone get only so far, ultimately this becomes an esoteric matter in the center of the spider webs, 
become the interdimensional entities who have awakened in darkness and have been working on this agenda since ancient times. It's interesting, too, because David Icke, for you guys that aren't Christians and are listening to the show tonight, he basically goes into detail about these interdimensional entities, and he's called these guys out for years and years and years. And he says it all goes back down to whenever you get deep, when you dig deep enough into the New World Order, it always goes back to Satanism and basically how these demonic entities are actively working to influence society today, including through ritual child sacrifice. Now, next article. Morgellons agree, the good disease, a crime of silence. Proof that Morgellons is man-made, government stonewalls the investigation. Excellent interview by Dan Eden. You guys can read this and watch this also online. There's also a video on this. For over a decade now, thousands of people, almost 300,000 by the way, have contracted a mysterious disease that eludes medical community. Morgellons, the victims, have a sensation of bugs crawling under their skin. Morgellons is a three dimension this is a three it's a it's a it's a crossover species in other words it's been combined with animal insect insect animal fungi and also plant and so it's basically genetically manufactured now Kutz says this is no way this has happened in this planet this is another interdimensional entity thing that's done this to basically put us into this new world order as Slaves, because it can be hit with blue light, which will give you the frequency of it in just a moment, and actually start massively irradiating, uh, massively growing in our bodies. Now, next article: nothing is solid in the energy. Nothing is solid, and everything is energy. Science explained the world of quantum physics. We perceive our physical material world is not really physical or material, but in fact, far from it. In quantum mechanics, hasn't profoundly shocked you? You haven't understood it yet. Everything we call real is made of things that cannot be regarded as real. Now, the reason I brought up quantum physics tonight about this is because the entities that are involved in doing a lot of this are interdimensional, and the only way you can explain them is through quantum physics and the consciousness and the holographic illusion, basically what we're talking about. Unified field theory suggests that our reality is a sea of energy, an energetic illusion that our consciousness perceive and interact with, the world you see around you is really a soup of intelligent energy, fooling your senses into believing this tangible, visible, audible, and reality that you have is the experience. Now, I'm not going to go into detail on these tonight, but the reason I'm saying that is this. The reason they're using the Morgellons bacteria is because it helps, it, produ- it produces what's called, the, our body produces light photons. And there's an excellent article you can read on this, and that's how our body connects to itself, that's how our body talks to the DNA in our body, and our body basically uses these light photons to communicate intercellularly. Apparently, these entities that are invading us with the Morgellons disease actually accumulate biophotons, and they literally suck the life out of you. They literally suck out our life force. That's interesting because that's what happens with the Morgellons disease victims. This is an article that is written by Sire G. He's the founder of Green Meadow Info. And the name of the article is Biophotons the Human Body Admits Communicates With and is Made from Light. This is Tuesday, June the 25th, 2013, and when it was released, you guys can go and pick it up online and you can read the entire thing about how the body communicates via light photons, biophotons. In fact, if you want, go to Wikipedia and look up the term biophotons. 
because when we go down to the molecular level of our genome, DNA can be identified to be a source of biophoton emissions as well. One author proposes that DNS, DNA is so biophoton dependent that is a laser, it, because that it has laser-like properties, enabling it to exist in a stable state far from thermal equilibrium threshold. In other words, basically, we're putting out these biophotons. They're accumulated with different types of crystals, which I'm not going to get into detail with tonight because it gets a little bit too esoteric, and that goes into a lot of Fred Bell's teachings. But what's crazy about the, the crystals are this, that these Morgellons bacteria actually develop crystals in their body structure which helps to the, the biophotons to be absorbed by these extra-dimensional entities. Guys, I told you this was going to get weird, and this is some crazy stuff. We've talked about it before, but this is what they're doing to us. Remember, um, we've talked also about the Sabbatean sabotage of humanity. I pull up an article on that. The Sabbatean refers to a certain Kabbalist lineage dating back to Sabbatea Tzizi, that's T-S-V-I, who ran with the twisted occult teachings of a denizen of the deep satanic occultist named Isaac Luna. Sabbatay later gained massive power and notoriety and eventually claimed himself the Messiah. His subsequent influence is very live today, to which many forms into which he has, has also since morphed. Now, this guy basically is the one who got Jacob Frank started in worshiping Lucifer, and Jacob Frank is the one who got the Rothschilds into worshiping Lucifer. Another article here. Black magic is the force that rules the world. Through the Sabbatean Frankist Kabbalist Satanists talked about how symbols rule the world. That's why I want to get rid of the Confederate flag and all the stuff that we did with this. And here's what Russ Sizdar talks about. And here's this is what this article quotes. And also Stanley Kubrick talked about it also. Black magic at its core really is about demonic possession. Since the world is made of energy, which we mentioned earlier, not matter, and since energy moves in waves which have frequencies, the satanic rituals are designed to entrain the energetic biofrequency, the biophotons of the participants with that of the other, of other dark entities so that there is a vibrational match. Once there's a frequency, resonance, or lock, an exchange can then take place. Energy, intent, or information go from one being, place, or dimension and can be transferred to another. This works, by the way, on scalar waves. This works both ways. The person gets possessed, receives information from certain dark entities, while the dark entities also take something from that person. The theme of possession crops up again and again when exposing the worldwide conspiracy and has been going on a long time. Hitler was reported to be demonically possessed by his aide, Hermann Raschnik. The, hor the horrible, it goes into detail on all of the black magic. Another article, horrifying proof that black magic Satanists rule the world, not politicians or military heads. Black magic is the force that rules the world. So is the black magic magicians who constitute the true rulers of the rulers of the world, at least in the earthly realm. These are the same guys when Moses threw his staff down and it turned into a snake. These are the same guys that threw their, their snake staff down and it turned into a snake. Of course, we know that Moses' snake ate their snake. The Bible talks about these guys. It goes all the way back to Egypt. The satanic black magicians pulled the strings. Not the politicians, corporate bosses, military heads, intelligent chiefs, or even the international bankers. All they hold many of these roles. And we've told you guys repeatedly that what happens is we've given the authority that we have to our elected politicians. The elected politicians have given it over to the military. The military basically has turned this whole thing into the CIA and these secret societies. 
And so this is what they're doing, and the secret societies have turned this over to the black magicians and to the occult leaders to tie this energy into these entities, into these other dimensions. That's why I wanted to talk to you about how we're interdimensional, we're entities, and how physics works, and that's why we brought up those other articles. What do you think about this stuff, Doug? You know, it's uh, it's fascinating. It, it it see it ties together. Um, oh, Ted, I mean, it ties together everything. I I really believe that if we connect enough dots, and the reason now you and I spoke about this before, the reason I kind of asked you to to approach the subject again, I I think we kind of agreed upon it, but I, I think the further down this road that we get, the the, the time the road of time, the pathway of time the more we're seeing the wheels come off this thing or the more that's being exposed. I'm not sure which would be the more correct uh, assessment. And people are going to be confused, especially if they're not plugged into the proper information, to understand that there's a whole whole litany of things going on behind the scenes. And this is what is what Ted is giving you, the information he's giving you, the result of countless hours, hours of research and many books and uh, sifting through articles, you know, tens upon thousands of words and uh, pages. This is important to me. So, yeah, what would I think? I mean, the bottom line is pay attention. Pay attention to this because all of this is Im- important. The well, only thing the reason, I, I, well, yeah. I've got, I haven't even, I haven't even started on Fred Bell stuff yet. Yeah, well, yeah, I've got, I've got so much more stuff to cover. And the thing about it is, guys, some of this stuff gets really weird. I'm not telling you that I agree with it. So don't quote Ted Brower said he agreed with all this stuff. I'm not telling you that I agree with all this stuff. Some of the stuff I don't agree with, and I've already told you some of the things I don't agree with. And I'm trying not to bring in too much of this weird new age stuff because I don't believe in that new age stuff. I right, want you guys right. to know that. But sometimes the new age stuff does overlap with the Bible and when they start talking about these interdimensional entities and also the satanic agenda. And so I have to kind of bring in a little bit more information on that end just in case somebody who's listening tonight is not a Christian. Because guys, listen to me. If you're not listening if you're listening tonight and you're not a Christian this is the perfect opportunity for you to understand what it means to be a Christian when you're in covenant with the Most High God. And that Jesus Christ came to stop this ridiculous mess that's been happening on this planet for eons of time as far as these entities trying to control everything. Guys, this is how it's supposed to work. We're supposed to be in love with God. We're supposed to believe in Jesus Christ. And we're supposed to treat each other as we treat ourselves. Love one another and treat each other as you'd want to be treated. If we did that, then we're not going to have a problem with these weirdo wackos taking over the world. But we got these sociopaths, these psychopaths that come in and they do these crazy things and they have no feeling or any remorse or any empathy towards any of us. They really don't care. If you think Hillary Clinton cares a thing about those men who she allowed to be killed in Benghazi, or Egypt and those hundreds of thousands, not millions of people who died in Egypt, or the, oh, the half million that are dead or displaced in Syria now. I mean, are you kidding me? They simply don't care, because we're going to talk about why in just a minute. This is going to get really interesting here in a second. Now, here's another article by Michael Scalasala again, S-A-L-L-A. Again, he's a noted UFO researcher. And again, for those guys that are in the sec- who want to talk about from a secular standpoint, you can also look up again, Linda Moulton Howe, H-O-W-E. In this article, he says the reptilian aliens help Nazi build secret space programs in Antarctica. Now, again, I would call it the fallen angels help the Nazi Germany build secret space programs in Antarctica. And he has an entire article here about what they did in Antarctica. And now, you know, Steve Quell wrote a book about, you know, Antarctica. And guys, Antarctica is this giant no-fly zone. It's a huge continent down here on the south part of the planet that we're not allowed to go to. 
In fact, if you get down there and try flying across it, they're going to basically shoot you down. You can't do it. It's controlled by the military. I mean, there's something going on in Antarctica. I mean, Steve Quayle talks about it in his book. What does he call Empire Beneath the Ice? Is that the name of the book, Doug? Yes, sir. That's it. And, and I mean, so guys, everybody needs to get Steve Quayle's book on this because I'm not going to go into detail on Antarctica. But the more you dig into Antarctica, the weirder that place gets. Now, I did speak. Yeah. Go ahead. No, you're right. Um from Operation High Jump, which happened two years after World War II. Uh, many people think it was an environmental exploration <clears throat> and mapping exploration, but in fact, there were uh, dis- U.S. destroyers sent. Over a 1,000 uh, military uh, jets were sent, as well as uh, you know a whole barrage of, of Navy and military personnel. And that was due to <clears throat> the fact that in 1938, the uh, Hitler regime also went to Antarctica, and from the underground bases to the extent that they were built in Munich and other parts of Europe and Germany, it was thought that what they did in Antarctica was build a 200,000-plus uh, station uh, for most of the military there. And uh, many historians will write it off and say, no, the, you know, the Navy... Uh, was just doing exploration and mapping. But some of the documents are still classified to this day, and we don't have a full accounting of what happened with Operation High Jump. Well, that's right, Joe. In fact, they told us in 1945 that Hitler was dead, too. They told us Hitler mm-hmm. was dead, right? Well, we don't, mm-hmm. now they tell us, you know, 70 years later, 65 years later, 60 years later, that Hitler's not dead. That he didn't die in the, in the bunker, which we already knew anyhow. Russia released that information years ago, and Stalin said he got away, too. I mean, this Stalin said he got away back in the 40s. I mean, yeah. now they're telling us he, he got away. Well, we, well, now we got that that Hitler didn't die in the bunker. Well, they lied about that for you know for decades, decades and decades and decades. We know what happened with the you know with the Gulf of Tonkin, you know, as far as it precipitate the you know the the the, uh, the Vietnam War, and we know that they were just running drugs out of the Cambodian Triangle down there. Vietnam wanted to get out of the loop. Kennedy found out about it. I mean. All of this stuff that we talk about that they've lied and lied and lied. And what happened is this. When the United States was dragged in the World War One, I, I mean, literally kicking and screaming, the American people did not want to be in World War One. When they were dragged in the World War One, and we beat the Germans and basically, you know, conquered Europe, and then we had the Versailles Treaty, and then 20 years later, you know, we're starting World War Two. The American people literally had to be dragged back into World War Two because they didn't want any part of that either. See, and we were dragged into both of these wars because of the Tavistock Institute programming with Bernays and what he was doing on the radio, the TV, and in print ads to get us to believe all the lies they told us about. We already discussed that earlier now. See, and what we've been done, what has been done to us is that we, since that, that wretched stuff that came to us from Leipzig, they've basically trained us like Pavlovian dogs with both operating classical conditioning to basically believe the lie of what they tell us. And I remember Goering said that his one of his biggest biggest he was one of the biggest fans of Bernays, who was the sick perverted cousin of Sigmund Freud, and they were both Sabbateans, they were both Luciferians, they were both Satanists, and they tried to push that whole Satanist agenda into the psychology profession about how everybody's twisted and messed up and loves to have their have sex with their mother and all these other crazy things that Freud taught. I mean the whole thing was just crazy what they taught. And the, and the problem, then you find out that Freud was a sticking cocaine addict on top of everything else. So, guys, listen to me. What you've been told in many of these areas has been a complete and total downright lie. Now, I'm going to read you this one. Now I've got a couple articles to read, a couple pages to read to you out of the inside track with Fred Bell. And then basically, I'm not going to read any more out of this book because this book is just 
Man, this book was hard to get through. But I want to read you a couple things here. I mean, I read this whole book for like one page here. I mean, it's like 600, 500 pages. It goes, um, another incident that occurred a few years later after, after the uh, alien incident was the death of James Vincent Forstall, February, he was, uh, May of 22nd, 1949, former United States Secretary of the Navy and the first United States Secretary of Defense, supposedly as a member of the famous Majestic 12, you guys can look that up, James was involved with the aliens that were taken into captivity from the Roswell crash. The secrecy of alien intervention was heavy on his mind because he's a very strong Christian. And finally, he was asked to resign by Harry S. Truman, the United States president who preceded Dwight Eisenhower. Forstall was considered a security risk by the OSS and MI6 at the time and was placed under the care of none other than the aforementioned Dr. William Menninger of the Menninger Clinic in Topeka, Kansas. Remember, Dr. Menninger was the great LSD experimenter that had strong CIA connections and was linked to the Tavistock Institute. That's right, Forstall took a header and that's went right. out of the window. That's, We're up that's against right. the, the break. And as far as Hitler goes, after uh, in 1945, uh, they claimed that he was dead. Russia said they never found the bodies. 1978, 20-some uh, years later, they claimed to find a skull. DNA has Indonesia. proved that it was a woman, and the verification of Hitler's death has never been established. Folks, we'll be right back with Dr. Ted Brewer right after this. Also on Instagram, at Hagman Report. Facebook, Hagman Report. Go ahead and like us and uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, or stalk us. I, well, we have some of those. And definitely bookmark the Hagman Report website. HagmanReport.com, that would be. HagmanReport.com. Yes. I'm going to be writing some stuff here soon. Which yeah. Is, uh, I duct tape his uh, left arm down to the chair and uh, his bottom down to the chair. But uh, Our guest, Dr. Ted Brower, talking about in the words of JD, freaky deaky stuff. No, it's, this is stuff that, this is information that gives you the context for events that we've seen in Genesis 6 and the events of today because what has passed is prologue and there's nothing new under the sun. We certainly want to say thank you for the gener- generous, uh, uh, gift of time. As if I can talk, the generosity of Dr. Ted Brower and his generous gift of time. It takes a lot of time just for this show alone. Okay, I'm I could say with authority that he's probably spent well over forty hours to get the information that he's given to all of us for tonight. Uh, so again, many many thanks, and uh, you can certainly support him by going to healthmasters.com, healthmasters.com, and ordering your nutritional supplements there using the coupon code Doug. That's D O U G five. Without further ado, Mister Doctor. Ted Brower. Ted, take it away, sir. Nutrition articles up and we talk about those. And I pull about 30 or 40 news articles up and we talk about that. And I can basically scan those, highlight them. It takes me about two hours to prep for a show. When you got to read a bunch of books. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, three books for this show. You're right. I've actually got over 40 hours on this show. And so yep. if you guys like the show, thank you. If you don't like the show, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I, this is something that I felt I needed to do, and Doug and I felt I needed to do. I, I was, 
I was waiting for, I wanted to see what was going to come after that, that pause well, there. I was. Well, here's what I'd like for you to do. If you like the show, if you're not getting any supplements from us, which many of you already do, at least get your multiple vitamins from us. Just, what's it, 25 bucks, whatever. And, you know, you can basically get 5% off of that now, too. So, just get, get your multiple vitamins. That's it. I mean, that's all we're asking. We're not asking a lot. I'm not asking you to, to just, you know, go buy a thousand dollars worth of stuff. It's like $25. And also, while you're there and you're basically trying to help support Health Masters, which basically needs some new equipment now for, we're going to get some of the uh, Comrex systems like you guys have, Doug, so we can sound like we're like, you know, studio quality. But then I found out from Todd that uh, bucks. Our, our producer, they're, they're like, that's like $5,000, the Comrex. It's big I'm, bucks. Well, t- yeah. Ted, uh, the Comrex unit that you're looking at is pretty high tech and gives. Do you, do you really need all that gold trim on that? Ted? I mean, I'm just kidding. The Comrex box, you're getting, you can basically, uh, do a live radio show from a moving car uh, on top of a mountain. Well, you know, well, the, well, the, re- the reason, the reason yeah. we want to do this, we want to start doing live reporting, and I want to be able to take the comics with me. Yep. And yep. that's why we're buying that one. It's, it, it's, it is expensive. It's like $5,000, and it can yes. do pretty much anything you want it to do. So, you know, you got to sell a lot of mobile vitamins, you know, to make that, you know. So uh, thank you for your support. And also while you're there and you're thinking of supporting us, Support Hagman's. You can go to the website there and make a donation to Hagman and Hagman. And I know it's not tax deductible, but guys, you know, a lot of you listen to the show every night. And if everybody listening to the show tonight, which is going to be in the millions by the time I get listens to, listens to on the podcast, if everybody just went to Hagman and Hagman and, and gave them five bucks or ten bucks or twenty bucks, it would be such an incredible blessing for them too. Because, you know, we're kind of out here on our own, you know, in the alternative media. Because we do this stuff, this stuff from a Christian standpoint, it's me and Doug and and you know Russ Dizdar and and Dave Hodges and you know there are some people talk about Christian stuff and they might mention it occasionally, but you know we really are committed to the Lord Jesus Christ and we talk about it openly on our show. Amen. I remember the first time I did your show, Doug. I didn't know that was how you guys felt. I really didn't know that, and I just come off of coast to coast, and they tell you not to speak about Christianity. That's and I right. remember, I, I remember, I asked you. I said, Doug, can I talk about Jesus or Christianity? And you started laughing. He goes, Of course you can. And I had because I didn't know, I didn't know, but I still ask you because I wanted to be able to bring that up. And the last time I did the coast to coast show with George, I tried to talk about the blood of Christ, and he refused to allow me to do it. Told me no. Told me no, no. I will direct the questions. I will tell you what to talk about. It's okay. And so oh, a right. lot of yep. so so we basically are out here talking about Jesus, talking about. And there's the other guy in Vero Beach. He's he's also big. What's his name? Uh, Doug. He's here in Florida with me. You know who he is. The guy in Vero Rick Beach. Rick Wiles. Rick Wiles. Rick Wiles yeah. is here. So we got we've got Rick. We've got me. We've got you guys. We've got Dave Hodges and we've got Russell Dizdar. And I don't really know if any other guys are really really focused that much on Christianity. Do you know of anybody else? Paul McGuire, uh, well, Pastor does, David does, Langford. Does he have his own show? Yes, yes. He just started his own show, 4 to 6 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio, the Paul McGuire Report. But, okay, yeah, good, you good. know, there's not that many. And um, and if you notice, the alternative media shows, specifically with the Christian theme, do not ever find syndication. They have problems with advertisers who disagree with their content. They have and are attacked by fellow so-called Christians more than anything else. And it's never been worse in the attack field. Uh, Ted Brower knows that more than just as much as we do. Ted, you're you're fighting tooth and nail too. And well, uh, but here, but you see, as I told Dave Hodges a few weeks ago, greater is he who is in me than he's in the world. 
We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Who by worrying can add a single moment to their life? See, and that's how I look at all of this stuff. People say, well, how do you read this stuff and not get negative? Because I don't have a negative God. He tells me I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The Bible says it is yea and amen. I mean, so I don't look at it that way. And I mean, the worst thing they do is that they take us out of our physical body and basically we're just an energy wave anyhow, an energy form. The only real is our soul, and it just moves on to be with God. So there's really no downside to being a Christian and dying. That's why Jesus said, where, where is that victory? Where is that sting of death? Because he knew it didn't, it didn't exist any longer. And it's these globalists that are Satanists, they don't realize what's fixing to happen to them. And in the book of Isaiah, I believe it's chapter 15, goes into detail about how they're sitting in hell in chains. And basically, Lucifer shows up, and he's in chains. And they're saying, hey, what happened, buddy? Uh, you were supposed to get us out of here, and this wasn't supposed to happen. You told us we're going to be up there ruling with you. It doesn't work that way with these guys. They know the end of the story. How in the world can you go against the Most High? How can you go against the creator of the universe himself? These, these ridiculous aliens or ETs or whatever you want to call them, they tell us that they created us and then they, they tell the human beings that and they, but they can't fix their own DNA. Are you joking me? And they find, they find their, they find their, when they, when they, when they capture their spaceship, it's filled with human body parts. I mean, this is not okay. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. Okay. By the way, I want to go ahead and go back to Forrestal a second again. Forrestal, when he was put into the hospital there, okay, his doctor was Dr. William C. Menninger, who died in 1966 of the Menninger Clinic in Topeka, Kansas. Remember, Dr. Menninger was the great LSD experimenter, had strong CIA connections, and was linked to the Tavistock Institute. Forrestal was checked into the Bethesda Naval Hospital five days after treatment by Nutbag Menninger. The LSD therapy was wearing off as he had gained 12 pounds before he was found dead after a fall, and they also say they had tied a sheet around his neck and the sheet broker came off his neck. I mean, this is crazy. It was complete and total stays. Now, Fred Bell also says, and this is all I got out of this 400-page book, these two, these two paragraphs. Gosh, I wish I just read those paragraphs to start with. He goes, I have been to Area 51 several times and I've observed a tremendous amount of unexplainable phenomena. Since my visits were there during the mid-80s and 90s, after Sean David Morton's grand expose and tours, mostly on Wednesday nights, and finally the arrival of Larry King, the base seems to have been dismantled, and all of the reverse-engineered alien technologies had been moved. Now, that's interesting for Fred that he actually had been to Area 51. Now, I want to go ahead and go on with his next book now, which is another one of these. This is the one that was on the theoretical biophysics. This is just a lot of stuff. And guys, if it starts getting redundant with you guys, let me know and we'll jump to another topic real quick. But I wanted to cover this because I read these books. And this is, again, going back with the alien agenda. And he, this is on page 16 of Fred's book. And he and the, basically he quotes General Douglas MacArthur, and I want to start with this. And he said, The nations of the earth must someday make a common front against attack by people of other planets, quote-unquote. This is General General Douglas MacArthur was quoted as saying this in the New York Times, October the 9th, 1955. And, and Fred says, and I believe everyone knows who General, General MacArthur was, he wasn't the type of individual who would make an erroneous statement to feed his ego or to get recognition because he's already well recognized because of the Pacific Theater in World War II. And then we had the crash in 1947 with the Roswell. That's been spoken about a lot, so I'm not going to cover that. Fred covers that in the book, too. But he goes, after the 1948 crash in Hart Canyon in Aztec, New Mexico, our government became very concerned. 
Another crash occurred, and they were doing this with radar systems making these ships come down. Another crash occurred on February the 13th, 1948, on the Mesa near Aztec. And between the two crashes, 17 alien bodies were recovered. Of greater significance was the discovery of a large number of human body parts stored within both of these vehicles, as was found in a ship that went down in Canada also. They were basically killing people and chopping them up. Okay, this is some crazy stuff, but that's what these guys are doing, and I'm sure these were the really bad Satan group aliens, if that's what you want to call them. At that time, the United States Air Force and the Central Intelligence Agency exercised complete control over the alien secret. One of the reasons the CIA was formed by presidential executive order first as the Central Intelligence Group was for the express purpose of dealing with the alien presence. Later, the National Security Act was passed, enabling it as the Central Intelligence Agency. A similar cover-up was happening in England at the same time also. Then on December the 9th, 1947, Truman, remember this is Fred Bell who was murdered after he spoke on Jesse Ventura's show that I believe he was killed. Okay, this is so important. Then on December the 9th, 1947, Truman approved the issuance of NSC4. This was called the Coordination of Foreign Intelligence Measure done at the urging of the Secretary Marshal, Secretary of State Forstall. Patterson and the director of the State Department's policy planning staff, a man by the name of Kenyon, later director of NC-10 and NC-10-2. Now, there was a spiritual part of what happened next. The Secretary of Defense, James Forrestal, began to object to the secrecy of the alien cover-up. He was an idealistic and a religious man who believed the public should be told. When he began to talk to the leaders of opposition party and Congress about the alien problem, he was asked to resign by President Truman. He expressed his fears to many people and rightfully believed that he was being watched. This was interpreted by those who were ignorant of the fact that he was paranoid. Forster later was said to have suffered a mental breakdown and was admitted into the Hesed Naval Hospital. We've already talked about that. In 1949, a live alien was recovered from the Roswell crash. They named him EBE. The name suggested by Bush, by Dr. Vannevar Bush, stood for Extraterrestrial Biological Entity. EBE had tendency to lie course that's what they do for over a year he would give only the desired answers to the questions asked during the second year of captivity he began to open up revealing startling information now president truman didn't he found that this alien died president truman then created the super secret national security agency by secret executive order on december the 4th 1952 his primary purpose was to decipher the alien communications and language such as the unusual markings they had in and on the downed spaceships. The and there you passed- go. The, the, the NSA created for the alleged purpose of aliens, and Ted, this is just my opinion, but um, the powers in the government know the spiritual forces of good and evil exists, uh, exist, and they know that they have influence in this world, and the aliens... Uh, as we call them, demons, as I like to call them. Uh, and this notion of disclosure, uh, if you notice from uh, back from Bill Clinton to uh, the pre- all presidents since him have promised disclosure. Even Hillary Clinton says, when I get into office, one of the first things I'm going to do is, is you know, release to the American people what is with Area 51. Bill Clinton said the same thing. That was obviously the the uh, intention to intercept alien communication, 
to create the NSA was a smokescreen, and I guess the terminology could be used accurately, alien uh, pertaining to uh, the citizens of the world as being alien outside of the 1% elitist. But this is how they how they do this, you know, from Reagan saying, uh, you know, some days I wish an outside force would, would, you know, threaten us so we could be all brought together as one. The Pope saying if aliens arrived, we would baptize them. It is a very convoluted web, and it's sad that people buy into it <clears throat> at the face value. No, you're right, but listen to what happens next, because I didn't know this. I actually learned this. Eisenhower knew that he had to deal with the alien problem without revealing it to Congress. Early in 1953, he turned to his friend and fellow member of the Council on Foreign Relations, Nelson Rockefeller, for help. Together, they created MJ-12. He asked Rockefeller for help with the alien problem was the biggest mistake Eisenhower ever made for the future of the United States and probably the whole humanity. Within a week of Eisenhower's election, he appointed Nelson Rockefeller chairman of the Presidential Advisory Committee responsible for the reorganization of the government. Rockefeller was responsible for planning a reorganization of the government. New Deal programs went into one single cabinet position called the Department of Health, Education, and Welfare, a department that participated in the Global 2000 report. When when Congress approved the new cabinet position in April 1953, Nelson was named to be part of the uh, the post under Secretary to Evita Culp Hobby, who was the head lady there. Now, what was interesting about that is this is how Rockefeller tied all this together with the Rothschild group right there. That's what had happened, guys. That's when it all happened with these guys. And then Independence Day in 1953, the astronomers discovered large objects in space moving towards Earth, First, believed the asteroids. They later, later produced spaceships, and Project Sigma intercepted the alien radio communications. And several huge ships reached the Earth and assumed a high equatorial orbit. Their actual intent was unknown. This goes back to Steven Spielberg's movies, Close Encounters, and talked. Basically, he was. I guess he had known about some of this stuff, and he was actually doing a movie. And this is when these different types of extraterrestrials came down and started talking to the people, in which they actually developed a treaty with them. Supposedly, now I don't know if any of this stuff is true, guys. I'm just telling you what Fred Bell's saying. Also, the alien nation would furnish MJ-12 a list of all human contactees and abductions on a regularly scheduled basis, which they, of course they lied about that. The alien guests would remain on Earth and others would travel to another star system. And then Project Red Light was formed to test fly the alien craft. All Dreamland, which is personnel, which is close to Area 51, required a Q clearance. It's interesting to note, Q clearance requires presidential approval. And Fred says, I had a secret clearance when I was in the Air Force and afterwards, but a Q clearance the president doesn't even have, though he has to approve it. That means the president is not allowed to go to Area 51, which I thought that was crazy. Remember, Bill Clinton said after he became president, he realized that it wasn't something that he wasn't in control. He answered to other people. And that, again, is this secret government that's funded through the Exchange Stability Fund, through the drugs and the trafficking of the heroin, through Afghanistan, which runs basically the secret organization of the government of all of this. It all ties together now from this, from what I'm doing right here. By 1955, it became obvious that the aliens had deceived Eisenhower and broken the treaty, mutilated humans and mutilated animals. Linda Moulton Howell talks about this. Were found all across the U.S. The last mutilated humans that I know were found in 79. Mutilated, mutilated animals continue to be discovered today. It was believed the aliens were not submitting a complete list of human contactees and abductees, and that all the abductees had not been returned. The aliens were suspected of interacting with the Soviet Union, manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, 
the occult in other ways. After several Air Force combat aerial engagements with alien craft, it also became apparent that our weapons were no match against them. The aliens then began to use implants. L.A. Marzulli talks about this in detail on the one show that I did with him on the Power Hour. And my, and he goes to Fred Sells in my workshop and seminars. I display actual x-rays and CAT scans of implants. And I have medical reports from credible doctors in radiology labs at the University of San Diego and the University of Southern California, Los Angeles. These major university medical centers are finding out there's a few, but hundreds of peoples with implants. The revelation of the alien presence and actions during the study must have been a great shock to Kissinger. He was definitely out of character during the time surrounding these meetings. He would never again be effective in this matter. Despite the seriousness of any of the subsequent events, on many occasions he would work late into the night and having already put in a full day, he would be basically continuing to work all night. This led to his divorce. Now, Kissinger backed Argentina, remember, a few years later in mass killings through Operation Condor. Now, the reason that they want to do this is they have decided that this is the most important thing they have to do is they have to reduce the population of the planet. Now, I don't know why they decided they had to do that or if that was something the aliens told them they had to do, but they basically decided that they had three ways of doing this, alternatives one, two, and three, as far as to ensure the future of the human race. This was developed by the Jason scholars. You guys can look this up. President Eisenhower developed the, the, the Jason scholars, which was a top group of scientists in the United States, who basically were to study and projected effects of the nuke of a nuclear holocaust, and they came up with several different things that could be done, as far as you know, from a strategy standpoint. Alternative one was use nuclear devices to blast holes into the stratosphere. By the way, which they did do in the 60s, and we got to remember that with nuclear detonation in the atmosphere. Alternative two was to plan to build a vast network of underground cities and tunnels in which they select representation of all cultures and occupations could survive and carry on the the human race in the event that we got wiped out. And alternative three was to exploit what they knew about the alien and conventional technology in order to establish colonies in outer space. All three alternatives included birth control, sterilization, and the introduction of deadly microbes to control and slow the growth of Earth's population. AIDS and Ebola are only the result of, of several of these plans as far as through the boys at Fort Detrick. Now, I didn't know this, Doug and Joe. This is one of the things that I learned from Fred's book. Now, whether this is accurate or not, I don't know, but I do know this. I checked him on a bunch of facts in this book, and I looked them up personally and printed up a bunch of articles and also wanted to research what he had said and everything he talked about, including the weapons from Nazi Germany, the Sasonic weapons that had been developed, he was accurate on. In fact, he talks about a gun that they had created. It was called a sonic cannon that could blow its way. It could actually, you know, at a couple miles away, it could burn through, uh, you know, four inches of solid steel. And I, and I looked it up, and sure enough, it's there, and it's listed under the top ten secret military weapons of Nazi Germany. So everything that I could dig up on what he was saying in this book, I could document with just a little bit of research. Now, the alternatives one, two, and three, that's some crazy stuff. I never knew that was it. But that tells you why they want the big, vast network of underground cities, and they want to exploit the alien technology, which they've done with HARP, and they've done with the satellite-based weapon systems, etc. Now, the next question is, the Hague-Kissinger population policy, is it fact or myth? And, this, and he goes into this chapter, I mean, it's an entire chapter on why they're basically depopulating the planet, and it's supposedly for the entire human race to be able to stay alive. 
So this is what Steve Quayle told me a couple of weeks or a couple of last month or two months ago when I was out in Montana and we're visiting him having lunch. He said the whole thing is about population reduction, and that's what all the chemtrails are about, is to reduce the food. And so, guys, they're seriously doing this. They're doing it with immunizations. They're doing it with drugs. They're doing it with prescription drugs. They're doing it with everything. And the sad part about it is the vast majority of the population has absolutely no idea that the wars and famine and the global genocide are all part of this agenda that was started with the CIA to reduce the population of the planet to help keep us alive in the event that we have a major blowout with the aliens. Absolutely. This is some crazy stuff, guys. Yes. And, and you mentioned the Hey Kissinger depopulation policy, folks. Yep. Look that up. Uh, that's your homework assignment, uh, great homework assignment for this show, uh, the Hague Kissinger depopulation policy. Uh, it's a PDF file. I think it's probably what, uh, I don't know, um, eight, eight, nine pages long. And you mentioned the, uh, you know, the suffering and, uh, terrible conditions that much of the Earth's population endure no clean water, terrible shelters, no clothes. But the sad reality is when you consider and add up all uh, charitable donations from, uh, you know, the last 10 years, there is enough to, to bring clean water, clean clothes, uh, fresh living quarters, and basically all your basic needs, education systems, to every impoverished nation and person in the world. But it's because of people like the Clinton Foundation. That's right. Which the American people raised over a billion dollars to help rebuild Haiti. Haiti received 0.47% of that money, which went to a select few at that. And this is the trend of all philanthropists, it seems, that their nonprofit charitable organization is anything but nonprofitable. They use the minimum legal amount to instead of you know if one were to open a charity if i were to open a charity i would want you know and for the purpose of helping people who keeps the money like that instead of helping those uh who are who are in need especially when you're rich already it makes no sense to me except they do so for a war chest of money to bribe people for political favors and whatnot but if that is worth more than the health and lives of of most of the citizens of the world uh, that's terrible. And then they blame us, you know, for not paying our fair share as reasons why uh, some of these nations are so poor and, and, and worse off. No, you're absolutely right, Joe. And, this, and the crazy thing about it is is that they, the Clinton Foundation, where they brought in close to a billion dollars for the Haiti relief effort, like you said, hardly any money went to Haiti. And because they just basically lavished it upon themselves. Because remember, they don't want to save the population. This is one of their key strategies is to reduce the population of the planet. In fact, it goes on to say, this is by Thomas Ferguson, the Latin American case officer for the United States Office of Population Affairs. Now, I didn't even know this organization existed. The Office of Population Affairs. I looked it up. It's OPA. It's there. I've got a copy of it right here in front of me. I printed the front page of their website. Behind all our work, we must reduce population levels, said Thomas Ferguson, the Latin American case officer of the United States Office of Population Affairs. Either they, the government, do it our way through nice, clean methods, or they will get the kind of mess they have in El Salvador or Iran or Beirut. Population is a potential political problem. Once population is out of control, it requires authoritarian government, even fascism, to reduce it. The professional said Ferguson 
It says, are they are not interested in lowering population humanitarian reasons? Oh, that sounds nice. We look at resources and environmental constraints. We look at strategic needs. We say that this country must lower its population or else we will have trouble. I mean, guys, listen to me. This is all part of the Hague-Kissinger depopulation policy. This is real. This is what they wanted to do. And this is the reason they, they, according to Fred Bell, that they implemented it to start with. If you ever wonder why that they wanted to do this. What do you guys think, Doug? Well, Ted, uh, we'll hit that as soon as we come back from the other side of this break. We're up against it. Folks, you're listening to Dr. Ted Brewer on the Hagman and Hagman Report. One segment left right after these short messages. Stay with us. Dr. Ted Brower. Folks, you can listen to Dr. Ted Brower right here on the Global Star Radio Network. And also, uh, Ted's going to be with Dave Hodges, is my understanding, the third hour of the Dave Hodges Common Sense Show on Sunday. Very good. What a, what a well-read, well-informed man. That's Dr. Ted Brower. Visit healthmasters.com for all of your nutritional needs. We're so thankful that he's offering uh, 5% off on all of his products. That's Doug5, D-O-U-G-5, for a coupon or promo code when you visit Healthmasters. So get your goods ASAP. Now, speaking of uh, goods, health, uh, in addition to Healthmasters, uh, how about American Survival Wholesale? How about the long-term storable food? We spoke about the stove earlier. Well, you need something to cook. Well, what are you going to cook in, a, in an emergency? AmericanSurvivalWholesale.com. That's AmericanSurvivalWholesale.com. They've got the best long-term storable food anywhere, I believe, on the planet. Thrive brand uh, food products, non-GMO. That's health ma- or, uh, AmericanSurvivalWholesale.com. Throw some health masters in there, purple sticks as well. <laughs> and but, uh, anybody who orders from American Survival Wholesale and is not satisfied with their product, you can send it right to me. Because there you go. I love it. My pets love it. <laughs> as odd as that sounds. Yeah, I know. And uh, it's, it's a uh, great company. No, it, it really is. That's AmericanSurvivalWholesale.com. AmericanSurvivalWholesale.com. Ted, thanks for, for uh, staying with us right through the bitter end, the final segment right now. <laughs> well, I've, I've, I've enjoyed the show. because, And it's, here's why. You know, I, I talked to you guys about this before. And, you know, see, I, I do the nutritious stuff. People come to me with high cholesterol or high blood sugar. All that stuff is just really easy because I've done that for so long, for 36 years now we've been in business, that I enjoy doing that and I enjoy helping people and I love speaking to your listeners. But when I start getting into this esoteric stuff, and I've got to read, I actually learned a bunch of stuff from Fred Bell and his books. Now, whether I agree with everything, I don't know, but I mean, I learned a bunch of stuff. <laughs> but But what's interesting about this is, it makes it so my brain gets some more, you know, neuroplasticity going. And, you know, I'm almost 61 years old now. And the fact that I've, I've I mean, I read all of these books. I mean, I remember I'm, I'm a real fast reader, but when I start reading this real technical stuff, I got to slow way down because I got to highlight it. And I've got, I mean, I've got literally hundreds and hundreds of pages of highlights here in these books. And what's interesting, I remember they tested me when I was in fifth grade. Gosh, this is, her teacher, the teacher's name was Miss McGinnis. That's back when I actually taught you how to read correctly. And I was reading at almost what, I think 375 words a minute with 100% retention in fifth grade. I think it was like nine or 10 years old. And so I'm a real fast reader. I'm not saying that to brag because it's something God just did for me. I never asked for that. 
But what's interesting is it gives me the ability to burn through a lot of material really fast. I read that one 400-page book, and you guys got two, two, uh, two paragraphs out of it. But I can honestly say, Doug, after I finished reading that whole book and I had two paragraphs to talk about tonight, I thought, I kind of wish I hadn't read that one. <laughs> that was a lot of reason. <laughs> okay. But, but now let's go to Kennedy. Now, think about this. Now, John F. Kennedy, PT-109, you know, profiles in courage, the real deal president. He shows up. Wasn't supposed to win, but he did. He shows up in the middle of this alien mess, right? This is in the middle of it all. This is the early 60s. He's got the stuff going on with Khrushchev. He's got the stuff going on in Cuba. He's got the stuff going on with the Soviet Union. He's got all of this stuff going on. And he shows up in the middle of this secretive mess, and he don't want to deal with it. And that's why he did that newspaper speech in which he said that all of these secrets are repugnant in a free society and that he was going to expose this basically this secret society thing that was going on before he left office. Now, what he was talking about, there were multiple factors in that because he also did Executive Order 11110 in which he gave the federal government the right to break the back of the banking cartel that enslaved the United States in 1913 and taking power and control of the Treasury in 1934 through the Exchange Stability Fund. And he wanted to break all of that mess. So he wanted to allow Congress to start printing its own money and he started issuing silver certificates. Now, what was interesting about that, that's probably one of the things that got his death warrant. Plus, he was very, um, he was a philanderer. I mean, he liked the, he liked the girls. And, you know, he really liked Marilyn Monroe. I mean, Marilyn Monroe, if you guys don't know who she was, Doug and I both remember her. She was beyond hot. It was ridiculous how pretty that girl was. And they basically, apparently, he had some pillow talk with Marilyn and started discussing with her the alien agenda. Now, this is from multiple sources. And now, whether it's true or not, I don't know, because it was a private conversation between two dead people now, long gone. And basically, that's one of the reasons that she was killed because she was going to start talking about what was going on with the ETs. Because Kennedy was very, very upset about this. This is what Fred Bell says. I'm going to read you this last thing in this book, then we're shifting books. <coughs> Kennedy issues an ultimatum. At some point, President Kennedy discovered portions of the truth concerning the drugs and the aliens. This is the CIA running the drugs out of Southeast Asia. He issued an ultimatum in 1963 to the MJ-12. President Kennedy assured them that if they did not clean up the drug problem, he would. He informed Agent G-12 that he intended to reveal the presence of the aliens to the American people within the following year and the plan to implement his decision. President Kennedy was not a member of the Council on Foreign Relations. He was not a member of the Bilderberger Group, which wasn't even in existence then. He was not a member of Skull and Bones and knew nothing about alternatives two or three. That is the underground facilities and the Internet and the space colonization. Internationally, the operations were supervised by an executive committee known as the Policy Committee. In the United States, they were supervised by the MG-12 and the Soviet Union by its sister organization. President Kennedy's decision struck fear into the hearts of those in charge. His assassination was ordered by the Policy Committee, and the order was carried out by the agents of MJ-12 out in Dallas. And we know there's a lot more to it than just that. The Warren Commission was a farce. Council on Foreign Relations members made up the majority of the panel. They succeeded in snowing the American people. Many other patriots who attempted to reveal the alien secret have also been murdered throughout the intervening years. Now, that was interesting. Now, he did say something here that I had not seen before. Maybe you guys have seen it. He says, I'm going to share something with you at a metaphysical level at this point in time. 
This is something that I learned through my guides about the Kennedy and Lincoln assassination. President Lincoln was assassinated 100 years before Kennedy was assassinated in about 1861. Lincoln was elected in 1860. Kennedy was elected in 1960, exactly 100 years later. There are seven letters in each name. Both presidents were killed on a Friday. Both were killed in the presence of their wives. Both were directly concerned with civil rights. Both presidents had legally had, had, had legally had their elections contested. Kennedy's secretary, Lincoln, warned him not to go to Dallas. Lincoln's secretary, Kennedy, warned him not to go to the theater. Both of their successors were named Johnson, Andrew Johnson and Lyndon Johnson. Each name contains 13 letters. Both served in the U.S. Senate. Lyndon Johnson was born in 1908. Andrew Johnson was born in 1808. Both Booth and Oswald were both Southern Southerners favoring unpopular ideas. Oswald shot Kennedy in a warehouse and hid in a theater, which we know that's not true. Booth shot Lincoln in a theater and hid in a warehouse. Booth and Oswald were murdered before the trial could be arranged. Lincoln and Kennedy in death were carried on the same caisson. Booth and Oswald were born 100 years apart. Lee Harvey Oswald, John Wilkes Booth, each name had 15 letters. And he goes, he goes, more of a coincidence. So what's crazy about this is, remember, we talked about this when we talked about 9-11 as a mass ritual sacrifice and how these guys, these Kabbalists, these Luciferians that are involved in all of this stuff, they're absolutely crazy about numbers and about doing things in particular order because that's what they do. That's what their Kabbalah teaches them, and that's what their witchcraft teaches them to do to magnify and increase the effectiveness of what they're trying to do. So about all the coincidences between Lincoln and Kennedy, I just thought that was interesting, and I thought I wanted to read it. What do you guys think about that? You know, we have that uh, that document, actually, that you read here at the office. It's it's interesting, the the, uh, the parallels, the, well, the swap-outs, or the... the Counterparts, you know, Lincoln and Johnson, or I'm sorry, um, uh, Lincoln and Kennedy, Johnson, and uh, you know, the, the the secretaries and the vice presidents and the locations of the assassinations and the entire thing. Um, that's uh, some of that has been assailed in the um, mainstream media, but what hasn't? But yes, um, interesting indeed. And under the uh, totalitarian ideologies uh, from the Soviet Union. There was a Soviet ideology uh, based in universal appeal, and, and this goes into what you're talking about, creating a uh, what you would call a, a new civilization um, that would come and overthrow the existing class structure, ultimately eliminating eliminates itself and ceases to exist. It says, from this standpoint, in communism, social, social justice appears to be the ultimate value Unless it be that classless society that is essential condition, um, eventually world domination and strong and pure nation races essential condition through this ideology, where it goes on to say that this uh, doctrine would basically appear as though there is a greater power that has appeared on stage, uh, smarter and better than all of human humans that have been here. And in doing so, it would be presented as aliens, and uh, in a sense, a different kind of civilization. And this was a Marx and Engels uh, theory in liberating mankind from the shackles of industrial capitalism. And they talk about how this uh, degree of rationality here um, is for the means rather than of the ends, and 
that this transformation uh, is possible and was possible back in the uh, 60s. And it's very interesting to see that, and, and they go on to describe how the, the myths of old totalitarian ideological patterns uh, from earlier nations uh, all the way through Hitler um, and the Soviet Union had plans to implement a uh, different type of intelligent species that would influence the world like no other and unite everyone under these totalitarian ideologies. Well, that ties right together what we're going to talk about next on biophotons creating biorobots through the chemtrails of Morgellons. So we're going to talk about how they're planning on turning us into basically biorobot machines with the Morgellons, probably with the blue frequency they're going to be putting down on top of us, making this stuff grow. Guys, this is some weird stuff. And the crazy thing about it is, if the Morgellons wasn't real, if the chemtrails weren't real, if Carnicom and a lot of the other guys hadn't done so much of this research, I would question a lot of it. But I have personally tested my water twice after heavy chemtrail spraying, and both times it became obvious that something was seriously wrong because I had such high aluminum and barium in my water that was no longer considered safe to drink for the EPA standards. This is rainwater. Rainwater is supposed to be distilled water. It could have a few atmospheric pollutants in it, but nothing like that. Well, how in the world am I getting heavy metal oxides in my water, in my rain, that's landing in my 500 milliliter Pyrex beaker in a sample collection system that I put together? So, guys, wherever this aluminum came from, this barium, the only place I know for it, it came from the sprays because I can look up and see the spraying. And, you know, and the research also has been done now in-house. They were writing, Klaus Fellow was talking about in his in his book. Uh, he said that basically he had uh, been he had, had one of the top guys who worked in aircraft maintenance had said that they were actually, that they had found the spray injector nozzles and the valves and that, that a lot of people don't know about it because they've been installed inside of these, a lot of these jets and that they use it in the sewage removal systems as far as loading it back up again. And it's all like super, super classified. And they were told by the people at the airports who knew about it that they couldn't talk about it because the government was doing this and the American population was not to know what was going on as far as the fact they were being sprayed. So we know the chemtrails are real. Gosh, the NSA's already talked about it. The CIA's already talked about it. We know the patents are already in, so we know they're doing this to us already. We know we're having a huge kill-off of greenery and trees and crops. The citrus crops here in central Florida are a complete and total abysmal mess. Uh, we live on a little freshwater lake here in front of our house, and it was incre- it was incredibly clean. It was, it was like super pure water, and now it certainly looks like a swamp out there. Uh, it's just a big nasty mess in the water because it's changed the pH of the water because it's the, the, all these these ions basically make it to so their salt, their basics, so they make it they make it go alkaline. So it's been a giant mess. Let me read you a couple more pages here, and then we're, we're going to be out of time. Klaus says, "This is I mentioned this earlier." He said, "It seems that the system." is trying to implant two complementary chipping technologies to monitor individuals against plasma background created by chemtrails. Implanted chips via, this, they call this, this, the name of this book is Dangerous Imagination and Silent Assimilation by Harold Krautsbella, German physicist. He goes, it seems that the system is trying to implant two complementary chipping technologies to monitor individuals against the plasma background created by chemtrails. Remember, it's a charged particle. Implanted chips via mandatory vaccinations 
and self-multiplying nanobots, also known as Morgellons, who create an individual radio signature and live and grow on compounds found in genetically modified crops. There we go. And these Morgellons have been found in rain probes after heavy chemtrailing. Maybe the dependency on chemtrails available in genetically modified crops is the reason why Morgellons disease prospers in the United States, while in Europe there's only single cases found. Maybe there is not enough genetically modified food in Europe. Both nanochips and Morgellons are not personalized. It needs some effort to synchronize data to be able to say which person is identical with which radio signature. This is where naked scanning might come into the game, programming the unpersonalized chips. This is where mobile phones come into the game, where persons and signatures can be synchronized via detection of identical motion patterns, but this is only one of the mobile topics. Microwave radiation has been developed as a weapon system in the West, mainly by Raytheon, but not only in the West. Transmission signals of mobiles are 10,000 times stronger than they actually need to be for terrestrial communication. This decision was made out of intelligence reasons to make it possible to listen to calls from space. This whistleblower has a name. His name is Barry Trower, former British spy who is responsible to monitor, analyze, and evaluate Russian microwave weapons programs. In addition, two goes on. He, Krauss talks about when one looks into the concept of black rituals, it always is about between a demon and a human. This is talking about satanic stuff again. It always goes back to satanic stuff where the demon is offering his magic services to help the human gain power over matter or other humans while the human is offering to feed the demon from his life force. In fact, the German SS during World War II was into black magic rituals, and Russ Dizdar talks about this a lot. It is a fact that the U.S. government associated to skull and bones, at least for four presidents, is in the black magic rituals. It is reported that the CIA is in the black magic rituals, which we already know that. There's an old belief that the banking dynasties, which we know that's not a, that's the, that's the truth, are in the black magic rituals. These are the Rothschilds. It is a fact that even the last pope, the former German Cardinal Ratzinger, has been accused by a number of eyewitnesses of having personally committed ritual child murder in Belgium during his time as cardinal, together with other Belgian cardinals and members of the Belgian House of Kings. With all the madness in this world, there's no reason why one should turn 100% of all newborn children into fully autistic children by inserting irrational amounts of mercury into their blood. It's also being done with the, with, the, with the aluminum. Autism doesn't give us useful slaves. Autism is driving the human soul out of the body just because it's too painful to stay there. Having the nerves stripped by mercury feels like a cold turkey when being addicted to heroin. Children under these conditions prefer to leave their body and position their consciousness somewhere outside. For light parasites, these photon eaters, is what we talked about earlier, pain might be a very useful way to make the organism send more biophotons to try to repair the damage associated with the pain, and a soulless body is easier to assimilate. Now, guys, this is some heavy stuff. This book is not for the light of heart, but this is the stuff that we wanted to talk about tonight. And there's a bunch more stuff that I could talk to about bio-robots and all this other stuff. We can do that on the next show. I'm blessed enough to be back on with you guys. But the thing about it is, guys, it's just we have to understand something. That our relationship with Jesus Christ right now in these end times, and I really believe we're in the end times, is paramount. You know, we've got to pray on a regular basis because when we pray, 
we release scalar waves. We've talked about that. And the scalar waves basically change the very fabric of time-space. In fact, I forgot to read you that one thing. I want to read you this about scalar waves real quick. The scalar wave, a closer look. This is from Fred Bell. Remember, as we discussed earlier, a scalar wave is in itself timeless, but is a vehicle for time. Secondly, it becomes infinite in the amount of time it can contain, because it is also of mind. Remember, all reality is made of linked thoughts of mind. It can be controlled by mind. It originates in the present mind. It can be directed into the past, the present, or future directions. That's what we talk about with the blood of Christ. However, if we direct it towards time, we need an additional ingredient, acceleration, so the matter being transposed can either enter upon multiples of the fourth dimension because the scalar wave is composed of energy including that of the mind it has a mass and will respond to the principles of acceleration or E equals MC squared and then he goes on for another quote he said a squared scalar wave which we've talked about many times on your show is a moment of energy that comes from infinity from past, present and future that can be felt and realized now in this moment, which is, of course, what will always be for you and me. And this is why we talk about the blood of Christ, that it's being continually transmitted, the healing frequencies, through scalar waves, as Cain's blood cried out. You know, when, when Cain killed, uh, when Abel's blood, blood cried out, and talked about it in the book of Genesis, and it said that Jesus' blood will cry out even more to the issuance of scalar waves. We've talked about that repeatedly on your show before. And guys, it's just beautiful to know from a physics standpoint that it corroborates everything the Bible has said all of these years and all these eons of time because the Bible is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and it is the inherent Word of God. I believe that with all my heart. Amen, brother. And that that's, yeah. And there it is. There's the, the crux of it right there. In the remaining moments, uh, Ted, in the re- remaining uh, several minutes we have left, uh, uh, how do you want to wrap this up? Because the, and, and yes, you come back on to talk about this, but there is this to me is, is so important to talk about because this explains when you look at the wider picture, at the the, the panoramic view of everything. This explains what's going on and how uh, the the motive, the means, and the methods which are being used. Well, by the, it is. By the, it, it, it is, Doug, and this, and this is why I talk about it on my show, because you know, my show is on from four to three to four every day mm-hmm. on Global Star Radio, and it's also after your show. In fact, my wife is going to go on a tear after your show tonight, and she was on with Austin today. I wasn't on the show, and she started talking about social media. And ladies, if you're, if you're listening right now, you need to stay tuned, and you need to listen to what my wife said about social media and the raising of children, and how Snapchat and these other things from hell, which is basically what they are, these things and these messages, they get erased immediately, and then no one knows what their kids are saying or doing behind your back, that they just need to be taken off as far as the apps off the telephones, and they, they need, these kids have to be monitored because these kids are not supposed to be your friends when they're 14, 15, 16 years old. You're supposed to tell them what to do. They can be your friends when they're 25 years old, not when they're 15, when they haven't got enough sense yet that God gave a jackrabbit who's in the middle of puberty. So <laughs> it's the truth. It's the truth. It's ridiculous. And so, guys, listen to me. Listen, listen to the show tonight because my wife's going to go on a tear for like 15 minutes talking yep. about this. It'll be right after Hagman's show. So my show airs every night on Global Star after Hagman's show. And we will be talking about nutrition and other stuff with Austin today. And I love doing the nutrition stuff. And I know a lot of you guys tell me, well, we like it better when you talk about nutrition. than others say we like it when you talk about the esoteric stuff like tonight. But, guys, listen. 
it's all about understanding this. And I tell my listeners this, Doug. You've got to wrap your head around the fallen angel agenda. You've got to figure out that we are not alone in this universe. God does not have to clear it with us before he makes another species. He does not have to do that. He does not have to check with us first before he does it. And we already know that there are other species. The Bible talks about it in detail. We also know the angels are not from around here because they pop in and pop out and do all these other crazy things they're capable of doing. Dimension-wise. So right. That's right. That's right. That's exactly right. They, look at the, They were at the tomb when Jesus was resurrected. You know, you know, Jesus walked through the door when he went into this with, with the disciples after the resurrection. And so all of these things, are, he walked on water. So we've got all of these different things that Jesus was able to do because he also was capable of being interdimensional because he's God, for heaven's sakes. He could do whatever he wanted to do, walk through a door. So that's what's so exciting about all of this stuff. When the Bible comes into our lives and it becomes real to us from a physics standpoint, that's why I love reading stuff like this. And I believe that I'm strong enough Christian that I can discern the new age and the nonsense from the stuff that's biblically based. And that's why I enjoyed reading these three books for the show tonight. I really did. Yeah. And well, we, we really are thankful that, that you did that. Uh, Ted Rower doing the research for tonight's show. The amount of information, knowledge distilled for presentation tonight is, is, was just immense. And, and really, it, it, thank you so much. And, and folks, Ted Brower, healthmasters.com, Doug5, Doug and the number five for 5% off all of your purchases. And, and that's really, I mean, your profit margin on the products very slim. So this is a gift, I believe, to all of us healthmasters.com, Doug5, at checkout, the promo code for 5% off everything purchased. And as Ted said, even if you do nothing else but get your nutritional supplements, your daily supplements from, from Health Masters, um, that's good. And you're further ahead than most people. So really appreciate that. And, of course, your show. Oh, you know what, Ted? Um, you have a feature on healthmasters.com you, for your show. Um, people can call in and listen to the show. 24 hours. 24-7 uh, on the on phone. It doesn't use data either on a cell phone, which is fantastic. Um, That's right. Let, let, me, let me look up that number for you real quick. Doug, I've got it okay. right here. How much time right. do we have left before we run out of time we, here? we we got about three minutes. Okay. But, no, we do that. In fact, Todd was kind enough to set that up for me. And what it basically does, it allows you to listen to my show while you're driving in the car, mm-hmm. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and it starts over every time you recall the number. And the phone number is 641-552-5310. And there's no data usage because almost everybody's cell phone gives you free long distance now. And the phone number is 641-552-5310. In fact, if you call that number right now, you'll hear the show that my wife and my son did today at 4 o'clock in which she talks about the importance of making sure you take care of your children on social media. That number, again, is 641 641- Five five two five three one zero, and every day at four o'clock, it has the preceding show from that day on that loop, which is runs twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. And the reason I did that, and Todd helped me with it, was because I always listen to Alex Jones when I do listen to him on that same feature that he has, because he has mm-hmm. a phone number you can yeah. call too, because it doesn't use any data on your computer system. It's just a free phone call. And it gives you really good quality sound over the car speakers. So you're able to listen to my show anytime you want, 24 hours a day. And you can hear the latest updates on the news and on health research. I tapped into that. I, I tried that phone number today myself. And it works, folks. And, and that's, that's a great feature. Ted, we're out of time, brother. But uh, I, I want to thank you, you so much, man. 
thank you so very much for all all you do. And, and thank, uh, thank, I, I, want thank, I want to thank the listeners too, guys. We love you, and I appreciate you guys so much. Thanks for supporting Hagman's. Thanks for supporting yes. Health Masters. So many times we go through life, we just don't say thank you. Thank you for all that you've done for all of us. I appreciate all of the guys listening tonight. Thank you and all the ladies listening. Yes, absolutely. And, and catch uh, catch Ted on the Common Sense Show to this Sunday. This Sunday uh, for the third hour, he's going to be a, a guest with uh, Dave Hodges. God bless you, brother. We'll talk. God bless soon. you guys. Good night. All right. Well, folks, that'll do it for us tonight. Uh, for this segment, Monday we're going to have La Marzulli. Don't forget, Monday's the the debates. 100 million viewers. We're going to be hopefully uh, uh, well covering that in addition to talking to L.A. But uh, this, this is, uh, folks, do you think, I mean, is Hillary going to make it for the 90 minutes? Is she going to be fully medicated? Is there going to be a doppelganger scenario? Look, I, you know, I, I've, heard this, I've heard it all. There's I don't an know. interesting article uh, from InfoWars yesterday, exclusive Hillary to drop out of race if she cancels debate. Yeah, now that was some, there's uh, some rumblings out there about from that from Infowars, and many people asked the a legitimate question. Breitbart, in a way, yeah, is exactly. she uh, healthy enough and able to stand in front of a crowd without handlers and whatnot? But from what I can tell, they pump her full of so much medication they can get her going for 90 minutes. But as you've seen in the last few weeks, that 90 minutes has to suffice for seven days. Well, we shall see. And, uh, and, and watch, keep, keep an eye on our websites, hagmanreport.com. That's hagmanreport.com is a central hub for information, including show information. The hagman, or hagman and hagman.com is just for the show. Hagmanreport.com for show information. Keep your eyes on that website. Also, Twitter at hagmanreport, Facebook hagmanreport, and Instagram at hagmanreport. Great lineup next week. Yep. LA Marzulli, Steve Quill, Pastor Langford, Rick Wiles. Yeah, tell them all. Good night.